You, you want to see something really scary? What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to episode 222 of the Grave Plot Podcast. I'm Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror, and welcome, foolish mortals. Yes, this is, of course, our... It's not really a salute or a tribute. It's just we happen to watch both existing Haunted Mansion movies today. Yeah. Or this episode. Yeah. All three, technically. Oh, right. For, you know, like, in the back of my head, it's like, all right, well, if I have time, I should rewatch that. And of course I did. I started rewatching it this morning, and then my uh, internet went out. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about uh, the haunted mansion today. Uh, all the all the current iterations iterations of it, to the best of my memory, anyway. You probably remember the Muppets one a lot better than I do. You've probably watched it more than once. I've watched it twice. Okay, I've watched two, well, two and a half now. Okay, I've watched it once and. Uh, it's it's been a while since that one time, so yeah. I'll do my best. It's not like we're not gonna get like it's not an official review. Yeah, we're not yet. doing a full review on it. We're just gonna talk about how great it is. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that's that's what we got going on. Uh, we're obviously late with this episode. We had uh, a delay with some some domestic obligations. Yep. But the i mean well the plan you never know with us but <laughs> the plan is to get right back on schedule so that means two weeks in a row y'all lucky yous lucky yins <laughs> um anyway so how's it going taylor not so bad yeah what's new with you uh not much we went and saw ghost we did see ghost that was badass it was good uh that was actually we saw it no the day before it was the day before, but the weekend—the day before the weekend when we were supposed to record, right? Which was part of the reason why we didn't record, right? Um, what, what, oh, that was probably every once in a while I get sounds from Discord, and it's like I, I don't know if it's coming. You from don't know the where they're chat, coming from, yeah, or if it's a different um, channel. That's that's the name. It'd be nice if, like, when you were live in one channel, it would mute the other channels. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Um. Although I don't know how how much uh, what like what we're using it for, for kind of technically streaming, I don't know how much is actually used for that. I think it's usually used more for just chatting when like, like I mean you know Discord was orig- originally geared as a chat feature for gamers, mm. um, and obviously it's expanded well beyond that over the years. Um, but I think that the whole video chat and audio chat feature is still primarily geared towards gamers, I guess. I mean, just it's it's still built that way. Yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. So, Ghost that was our what was number 
Three. Three, yeah. For us. Uh, your girlfriend's dad came with us. Yep, flew in from Philadelphia. They were just... Was this a planned visit and they just... Or did they plan it no, around the concert? Kind of. Like, when... They when Ghost first announced the tour, I just like jokingly texted him and I was like, "Hey Frank, you want to fly out for Ghost?" Mm. And then like since my birthday was, uh, you know, right around that time, they decided to just make a trip of it. Nice. Uh, that, he said that was the other thing that's new. I'm 40 now. Yeah, he's fucking old balls over there. Yeah, he's got to like hold hold his balls up when he takes a shit because then they might drop into the water. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. He's got to get a, a like a ball net. Almost sat on my balls, and then at the last minute, I, what, what does he say? Fuck. That like sounds familiar, but I it's don't. In community. Oh, okay. And he's like, I lied. I sat right on him. <laughs> I saw eagles. <laughs> Sitting on your balls is not a fun thing to do. <laughs> no. And it's like unless you've got like extremely droopy balls. It doesn't happen. Usually, yeah. Uh, yeah, on a regular basis, I should say. But every once in a while. Or if you're like Tony and you wear underwear where you just pop your balls in like. Yeah, just get a little pocket. Um, but uh, it does happen. And it is not a good thing. <laughs> no bueno. <laughs> it's one of the most extreme pains you could feel. Because you feel it all over your body. Oh, like yeah. It just radiates. down your legs. and Yeah. It's it's fun when you get like hit in the balls or you sit on your balls or something and if you you feel like you throw up. Is it is it fun? <laughs> fun in a, like in a sarcastic way. <laughs> fun in like a, I want to die kind of way. Yeah, yeah, that kind of way. You feel like, you want you feel like you want to throw up and shit your pants at the same time. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's cool. And um, you're like, I have a headache, and and your girlfriend or wife is like, Why do you have a headache? And I'm like, Because I got hit in the balls. And they're like, That doesn't make any sense. I'm like, <laughs> it does. Trust me. <laughs> Uh, uh, my wife showed me, actually my wife and my dad on separate occasions showed me this thing. It was like a little uh, snapshot of, I think it was like a Twitter exchange or possibly Reddit. Um, it says, uh, women will never know the absolute dread, <laughs> absolute dread of having your dick touch the inside of a toilet bowl. <laughs> and like my show, my wife showed me that. Oh, sorry. It says, Okay, so the first one says that, and then somebody replied to it and said, and Med will never know the, the I don't know if it was dread, the word that they used, but like the, the uncomfortableness or something like that of having to fart, and it's sliding up your butt crack through your taint into your vagina, and then you're having to do this weird pivot to re-fart your farts. <laughs> and I was like, I turned to my wife, I'm like, that happens? She's like, Yeah. Oh man, that's awful. That is all. That is terrible. I don't think it's worse than your dick touching the inside of a toilet no. bowl because that makes me shrivel up inside. <laughs> like I feel like a part of my soul dies a little bit. <laughs> I want to welcome all our new listeners. <laughs> don't worry, we'll get to the haunted mansion eventually. Hope people didn't turn this on thinking it was for kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, what. Uh, you know, coarse language and all those. And we've got the E, the little E in the square on Apple. What does that mean? It means explicit. Oh, I was thinking like game rating. So that means for like E everyone. for everyone. Yep. 
I mean, we are for everyone. We welcome everyone. That's it's true. Just, it's just not recommended for certain people. Yeah, it's like when we first started the film fest. By the way, submissions open now. Greatplatformfest.com. Somebody asked me, you know, is it okay to bring kids? And I was like, I'm not here to raise your fucking children. <laughs> it's like I'll let you. And that's up to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like I would bring my kid, but that's because I'm me. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh yeah. So what else is going on in the world? Um. Uh, I do. I do want to say something on a very serious note. Uh, just this past June, uh, I traveled to Lahaina in Maui. Um, it's the second time I've been there. It's, uh, it's, it's a very cool little historic town. And if you haven't heard, it is, it, it's not hyperbolic to say it was wiped off the map. Um, it, there were wildfires on the island of Maui and literally Lahaina is just gone. I heard there's some on the big island too. Yeah, there are. Um, yeah, Lahaina, you know, had a special place in my heart being there just recently. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's it just makes me so sad to see. And um, doing my small part, uh, Brainbuster Tees, which is a company that I own, we're doing a limited edition T-shirt, and 100% of the profits are going to the Maui Strong Fund. Uh, if you want to, you know, check that out at BrainbusterTees.com, or just maybe consider making a donation to the Maui Strong Fund. I don't have the website in front of me, but just Google Maui Strong Fund. It's the first thing that comes up. And it uh, it sucks. It really sucks. Yeah. It's, I mean, that whole area, is that, you hear, you know, it being ravaged by hurricanes, mm-hmm. which I've heard is actually a, a supposed cause of some of these wild, wildfires. Was yeah, the winds were, were really bad, yeah. Um, and... Uh, also, you know, volcano stuff, or, you know, eruptions and, you know, I mean, that's kind of old hat for them. It's been going on literally since the area was settled. Um, uh, so I don't say they see it coming, but it's not as devastating as it is in some areas of the world. Yeah. But, you know, th- shit happens still. So, But it's like you've got hurricanes and volcanoes to worry about and now you've got wildfires and being on an island... <laughs> You know, they're they're on islands like uh, reserves. You're limited, and uh, it's just it's it's terrifying to think about. Yeah, I mean, there were people jumping into the ocean to yeah. get away from the flames. Yeah, it's like you know when, when we have fires here on the mainland. Uh, fire crews from across the country come to help. And that, you know, they bring, they drive their trucks from other states to help. Um, and that's just not a possibility out there. Right. I mean, sure, you can fly guys out there. Uh, but, you know, equipment, that's a lot harder. Mm-hmm. And even if, even if, you know, how much is the, the extra equipment going to help by the time it gets there, you know? Right. So, yeah, I, uh, I mean, I've never been to Hawaii myself, but I, I definitely, feel for when people are just absolutely devastated like this and in, in, you know entire areas and his, historical things like the that the um the, the banyan tree there banyan tree is 160 years old it's like have they confirmed whether or not that's still standing uh someone told me i have not seen anything official i don't know any i haven't seen any photos or anything but someone told me that it's still there but it's like burnt 
So I don't know if it's salvageable or. I think it's up to the tree. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I, uh, it's, just, it's, it's awful. That's all I can say. Like, I, I don't have the connection to it that Taylor has, but you know, just being a person with a soul, right? it's, it's pretty devastating. Um, something I wanted to just kind of touch on briefly. It's not really horror related, but, um, I think this was in between shows cause it's, it's been a while. So we haven't talked about this. Uh, it was, uh, Paul Rubens passing away. Oh yeah. On my birthday. That's right. Um, that was a pretty emotional hit for me because like, I mean, I'm sure it was for you too. Just anybody in our age bracket grew up with Pee Wee. Mm-hmm. And so for the idea for him to be. I mean, it's horror adjacent because he was in Buffy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if you want to reach that far. Um, yeah. Just somebody that we, I have to imagine it was, it's similar to like, you know, people like Gen Xers and even boomers, you know, like when Captain Kangaroo died. Sure. Probably along those same lines. It's just a piece of your childhood that you kind of. Or like Mr. Rogers. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a piece of your, of your, of your childhood, of your, your spirit that you hold close and 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 when it when it goes, you feel like a part of you. You dies with it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and it's it's it was really touching to see all the people who knew him. You know, like other celebrities and stuff. Just just come out and talk about not only him being funny and you know basically being like like a comical genius. But just what a what a beautiful human being he was, and how much he truly cherished and loved his his friends and and you know the people that were close to him. Um, Cassandra Peterson, uh, Elvira, she posted a, um, a a video that he had sent her. I don't know if this was on her last birthday or just you know some recent birthday, but it was like a f- over five minute video. Of him just you know wishing her happy birthday, telling her how much she he loved her, and how you know what a beautiful person she was, and how happy he was to know her. It just is a really touching thing. Um, and actually, earlier this morning, I was watching, just scrolling through YouTube, and I saw Conan O'Brien on his podcast uh, talking about Paul Rubens, and it sounded like Paul Rubens had sent him a very similar video on on a birthday. And it, it, this was his last last birthday, so semi recently. And yeah, it was just it, it's nice to know when you when you grow up admiring somebody like Pee Wee Herman, um, to know that they were a good person yeah. in life, and you know not just on screen. And you know he, I mean, there was the whole thing and was the mid nineties. So you got pop for jacking it in a porn theater right and it's like okay but that's not him <laughs> like that was like a small part of him and you know t- t- it was pre-internet you had to go jack it in a porn theater sure. he probably wasn't the only one yeah he just was the one that got popped for it yeah but um yeah so i i just wanted to, to mention mention that and say how uh, 
sad I am. Um, because again, like like Pee Wee's Playhouse was just you know every weekend for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, should we have a secret word for the episode? <laughs> we should have probably planned that out ahead of time. <laughs> Um, anyway, so yeah, my, my heart goes out to, I, I don't know if he has a lot of family members. I, most of what I've heard is from a lot, you know, friends that, that he's made all, uh, over the years. Um, perhaps the real playhouse was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> yep. But, uh, you know, whoever was, was close to him, um, my, my heart goes out to you and everybody who is, you know, like me and Taylor grew up with Pee Wee. Um, my heart goes out to you as well. So, anyway, um, let's bring the mood back up. Now. Yeah, let's jump into some horror business. All right. Probably should thank Patreon. Yep. <laughs> uh, b- before we do horror business, J- JK. It's a joke. I was, you know, I was setting up all of our equipment earlier, and so it's been, has it been a, almost a month since we recorded? Because uh, since we recorded, yeah, probably three and a half weeks. Okay, yeah. So yeah, it's been almost a month, and I was telling Taylor. Usually, when I'm well practiced at this, you know, I've got kind of an order of operations of how I set up our equipment. And I was just all over the place. It probably took me almost twice as long to set it up just because I was so out of practice. It's like, if I don't do this shit regularly, it just flies out of my head. Yeah. And same goes for the actual recording. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So before we do horror business, we do want to take a second to recognize our grave diggers over on Patreon. These are very, very special folks near and dear to our hearts that uh, help finance our silly little show here uh it's not expensive but it does cost money and um that's not something we are uh abundant in Mm -hmm. we 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 don't have money (laughs) i don't have money for this shit (laughs) i have so i have a two-year-old i don't have money (laughs) i never have money (laughs) i'm always poor um so these uh, people's help goes a long way to help supporting us and, you know, keeping our our website active and having a place to host our MP3s and any other expenses that might come up along the way. So thank you very much from the bottoms of our hearts uh, to Carlos Rodella, Gory B. Movie, Max Zaleski, Aaron Meyer, Bob Voorhees, and Kevin Nesgoda, and, of course, all the other worthless peons <laughs> peons assemble uh no we uh, we also have some other people who are at a lower uh tier who we do not mention on the show by contract <laughs> but they are still much appreciated yes yeah their money spends just as well it's true and we can spend your money if you go to patreon.com slash podcast. You can join for as little as $1, $5, get your name on the show. You can put your name, your X handle. That's going to, that's, that, I'm gonna I, call don't, it I don't like that. I'm never going to call it X. Your Twitter handle, your website, your podcast. This is the cheapest advertising you're going to get, guys. HelloFresh doesn't pay $5, I guarantee you. No. 
Uh, but if Pe- HelloFresh wants to pay us five dollars, we'll take it. We'll take the five dollars. We're but... just we're not going to do an ad or read or anything. We're just going to say HelloFresh in the patrons. Yeah, list, yeah. But uh, yeah, and all the money goes back into the show. It doesn't go into our pocket. Uh, we, you know, sometimes we'll do extra little bonus things for the patrons, uh, or the money might go into the Great Plot Film Fest that I mentioned earlier. Uh, GreatPlotFilmFest.com. Or the money might pay for our theater tickets when we have to watch like two movies in one episode. Yeah. But like I said, it all goes back into the show. It's not going into our pockets. It's not going to tattoo funds or vacations or anything like that. I wish. I wish. I mean, if 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 we get enough people to make this a full-time job, obviously then this is going to be a full-time job and we'll pocket the money then. Yeah. But uh, it's been 10 years and that even close oh, to no. happening. So I'm not holding my breath on that one. What if like suddenly, like what if this was like the episode that got us noticed and suddenly we just shot to like super, super podcast stardom? I wonder how many podcasters like legitimately make a living podcasting. I don't, I don't know because like, you know, you've got like Marin does other things. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you've got these celebrities who do podcasts and they are by far and away the most listened to podcasts aside from like NPR and that type of shit. Serial. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like you said, they've got their careers. Well, (laughs) not right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, they've got their careers that, that support them. And a lot of times these, their podcasts, I'm sure they're paying gigs, but a lot of times they're supported by like, you know, like, uh, podcast networks, like, or iHeartRadio or that type of stuff. Wondery. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we are, we are one of the... I wouldn't say few. There are, there are thousands, if not millions, of independent podcasts, but we are truly independent. Yeah. So we, we need your help, guys. We're not offering tote bags or nothing like, like NPR does. But no. <laughs> I mean, you can buy a tote bag, tote bag on, at graveplotpodcast.com. Do shop. we have tote bags? Maybe. I'll put tote bags up later if we don't have them. <laughs> we got like hats and shirts and uh, stickers and... yeah. It's like we, we have a glassware. Sure. We yeah. get a drunken cinema pint glass. We got to do it. How cool is cinema. that? That's a good idea for 10th anniversary. I think I've said that before. Yeah. Should we just do like a party one? A party one? Yeah. Just have like a whole bunch of people and just do a big one with a bunch of people. I don't think I'd go anywhere. <laughs> I don't think that we would make that entertaining because too many people would be drunk at the same time. Yeah. All talking over each other. Yep. Yeah. That's probably true. I think it's funnier when it's just us. All right. Uh, yeah, I've wanted to do another drunken cinema for a long time. It's just a matter of like a that. really long time. Yeah, uh, it's just Is a matter it store of store shop. What the hell's our URL? I don't know. I rarely go there. It's store. Okay, store.graveplotpodcast.com. Store.graveplotpodcast.com. Also, if you just want to make a one-time donation to the show, you can absolutely do that at paypal.me/graveplotpodcast. Yeah, give us money. All right. Now we'll do some horror business. Yes. Starting with real world horror. Are you doing the music again? Yes. Okay. Hang on. Sorry. All right. Starting out with real world horror. This is going so well. We got there, guys. We got there. It only took us 22 and a half minutes, but we got there. I forgot I put up blankets. <laughs> blankets. Oh, right. Yeah, we got blankets. Hey, blankets. No, no spaghetti, but we got blankets. <laughs> and phone cases. 
Nice. Surprised you haven't gotten a phone case. I have my own phone case. You don't have a Great Plot Podcast phone case. I have a Skeletony Art phone case. But you don't have a Great Plot Podcast. Do you have a Great Plot Podcast phone case? No, because Printful doesn't make them for my phone. Well, <laughs> fuck a duck. Maybe you should buy less obscure phones. <laughs> so Pixel. Nobody has Pixels. Lots of people have Get Pixels. Get out of here. Nobody has Pixels. Your mom has a Pixel. Uh, so we're going to take a trip to Ghana. I don't know how to pronounce that word. Ghanian? Ghanian, I think. Ghanian? Uh, a, a village in Ghana. Um, let's see. <laughs> I'm trying to present, present this in like a coherent way, and it's, it's not going well. Um, Let me just read what's on the paper. That's, uh, yeah, okay. Um, a, a Ghanian village... Fierce construction project may have unleashed. Get this, guys. Not like a gas leak or, you know, toxic waste or, you know, a septic tank or something. No, no. This is much more intense. Zombies? A deadly curse. Oh, death curse. <laughs> it's got a death curse. Residents of the village in Ghana are on edge of what? Their seats, their seats. It's got to be their seats. Got to be. Because what else do you? What are you? What are you usually on the edge of? Seats. Sanity. <laughs> yes. Sure. Are they? Are they on the verge of going insane? Uh, maybe. They're scared of the death curse. <laughs> uh, they are on edge following four mysterious deaths, which many believe were brought about by a construction project that desecrated a pair of revered locations within their community. What? Who allowed? Who allowed this? Uh, the government. Government. Um, in the community of Emina, or sorry, Emina, Emina, Emina. Sure. I don't know. Uh, when a developer inexplicably carved a path through a cemetery. Oh, that's that's just that's bad juju. Did you not have the? It. What do you mean inexplicably? Were there no permits? Well, I mean, who knows? It's Ghana. a small village, yeah. It's a third world country, so who knows what goes on there. Yeah. Um, cemetery in a sacred space. That's in quotes, so whatever that means. Uh, resident Kofi... Oh, boy. I have a... Boatang. Are you sure? Well, there's a soccer player that has that last name, and that's how it's pronounced. Okay. So. I have an employee... At, at work who has that last name but i've never heard it said mm. so i wouldn't i had no idea how to actually yeah like I said, I, all i know is there's a soccer player whose last name is boatang and boatang. it's spelled the same okay well that's probably it then uh kofi boatang explained our chiefs perform annual rituals for the welfare of the town see this is very similar to what we've gotten into when you know people think there are curses in you know, Latin America or Europe, where religion is you're very, pure. you're pure, um, where your religion is very strong and, you know, and faiths are very deeply held. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's absolute nonsense. <laughs> it's like, I, I think that this was terrible, that they were to desecrate a cemetery without at least, like 
You only move the headstones. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, without at least relocating it, um, but to just plow through it, that is shitty. Yeah, that's fucked up. Um, but that's kind of where my sympathy ends. Like the whole, I mean, I, 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 I don't really like lay into religion, but I think you, long-time listeners are probably put together that I'm anti-religion. <laughs> Um. So yeah, it's like the whole, like, oh, they knocked down a church. Oh, t- terrible! <laughs> oh, they shouldn't have done that. <laughs> um, but uh, see, uh, this resulted in bodies inadvertently being exhumed from the graveyard. See that? That's fucked. That's up. That's fucked up. Yeah. Um. And the destruction of a sa- uh, sanctified spot where it had been a. Sen- this is- Telling Taylor, I forgot my glasses, and this is when it really starts to. Eat at me. Maybe if I do this. Yeah, make the text really big. Grandpa man. Uh, Sanctified spot, which had been a central part of the community for over four centuries. Uh, Peculiar passings of four individuals described as energetic youth who showed no signs of illness. The youths? (laughs) The two youths. Youths uh, has led many to suspect that some kind of curse was unleashed by the developer. Passing to foreign, but the young energetic people die all the time. Yeah, it's it's not it's unfortunate, I mean, but nothing out of the ordinary. I'd call it. Obviously, it was the vaccine. Oh, <laughs> of course. Yeah, they probably had the COVID vaccine and. Uh, 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 Kristen was telling me the other day uh, it was Haley Williams from Paramore. Paramore. Yeah, apparently they were they're on tour, and uh, I think she said the kid yeah, they were can- just here the other night. Really? I think the day before last. Huh. Uh, apparently they had to cancel an entire branch of their tour because she had a really serious lung infection. That mm. she, and she apparently she tried to kind of soldier through it, um, but eventually a doctor said you. Cannot continue doing this. And apparently the online reaction, of course, was like, oh, I'll bet she oh, got it was totally COVID. rational and reasonable. Yeah, yeah sure. I bet she got the COVID vaccine. That's why she got a lung infection. It's like, it's been almost four years. Or maybe she got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just a lung infection, maybe from pneumonia, which people just get yeah. sometimes. Especially when they're traveling mm-hmm. like a band. Fucking idiots. in and you know performing in venues with thousands of people. Yeah, dipshits. I don't know if you heard about Bronny James, LeBron James' son. Uh, I saw his name in the news recently, but I don't know why. Uh, he had a cardiac arrest at basketball practice oh. um, at USC, and you know, yeah, then that turned into oh, it must have been the COVID vaccine. Sure. Somebody was like, eighteen-year-olds don't just have cardiac arrest, and somebody was like, it's literally happened to a USC player last year. <laughs> It's like sometimes people who are otherwise healthy have bad hearts. Uh, it might be uh, genetic. It may be some just kind of birth defect. Could be like an arrhythmia that they never noticed. Yeah. Like, it's like we we have a buddy who, who uh, didn't he, he said he has some kind of heart issue that he was completely unaware of until recently. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like this shit happens. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Saying that it's cursed because two healthy boys four. Four healthy boys. Okay, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> that's it's like one is unfortunate, two is a coincidence, four is kind of a lot. <laughs> But like you said, maybe like there was a gas leak from the, you know, when they tore up the ground or maybe, you know, or maybe it's just living in a third world country. Maybe they drink bad water. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Residents are calling on the village elders to perform the necessary rituals to assuage the displaced deities. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Officials have prohibited burials in the cemetery until rituals are performed. I probably shouldn't be burying people where they're digging up stuff either. <laughs> probably not. I, I mean, there. I'm noticing that there's very little about the actual construction project or, you know, whatever may have caused them to, to you know, uh, uh, desecrate this uh, gravesite. Um, it's like, what, what, what construction projects are going on in Ghana? Are they building they're building a freeway? Like, what I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like you know, here it's like okay, well, they're probably building a fucking Starbucks or they're building <laughs> like a, a you know a condo unit, yeah, ten story uh, yeah apartment building. But it's like in Ghana. I, I mean, I've never been to Ghana. Maybe it's a lovely place. I don't know. And maybe they build a lot of apartments. Where did Ferngully take place? <laughs> are you are you worried about it being hexes? <laughs> I'm worried about it being hexes. Hex, hexes. Degeneration hex. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, so that's what's going on in another part of the world. So I think the moral of the story is don't drive construction equipment through graveyards because it makes you a dick. <laughs> yes. probably just foaming at the mouth to talk about this one, aren't you? <laughs> so, I mean, for people who may not know, there is a fairly new uh, wrestling company in the United States called All Elite Wrestling. It is already the second largest wrestling company in the world behind, obviously, uh, WWE. And it's both funny and kind of annoying how they will just shamelessly integrate products into their matches. <laughs> <laughs> They previously had a Cracker Barrel brawl. WCW used to do that too. Yeah, <laughs> they. I don't. I don't know that they were like that. This belligerent about it, but they. They were pretty shameless. Yeah, and I mean WWE just had the uh, the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. Oh, bother. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, I mean, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, then tonight will be the first ever. AEW Texas Chainsaw Massacre Deathmatch. This is a official partnership with the upcoming video game that we've talked about on the show before, uh, obviously from Gun Media. Uh, AEW uh, is hosting the first ever Texas Chainsaw Massacre Deathmatch Championship, which is the official title. I don't know if there's a belt involved. Like, does someone win a title for this? Yeah, otherwise, why? Why do this? I mean, they they have de- Texas death matches is a type of match they that they do sometimes. Okay, so they basically just incorporated the Chainsaw Massacre part into it. 
but usually it's like to blow off a feud. It's not just a random match between two people in their fifties. <laughs> Actually, probably older with Jeff Jarrett. Uh, yeah, this yeah, is- say Jeff fucking J E double F J A double R E double T. I can't believe that fucking guy's still around. Yep, uh, this is going to be between Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Hardy. So it's a battle of the Jeffs. It's a Jeff off. It's a, it's Jeff off. <laughs> Uh, what exactly is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre Deathmatch Championship? Um, it's it's basically just a hardcore match. It's anything goes, no rules, weapons are allowed. Uh, I mean, we don't really know for sure. I guess we won't really know until Wednesday. Um, but this is going to be on AEW Dynamite, which is their weekly show. Uh, Jarrett posted a promo on Friday night, basically talking up. <laughs> it was so funny because in the promo, he's like talking up. We got this great sponsorship for a match. <laughs> it's like, what a weird thing to be plugging. I think that's part of his job in AEW. I think he's working backstage, like some kind of business consultant. So he might have like put this together himself. I thought he was like a part owner or something. No. Huh. No, AEW is entirely owned by the cons. By what? The cons. Shad Con and Tony Con. I don't know those bitches. Shad Con owns the Jaguars. Mmm. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, oh, like I said, this is based on the game, which will be launching on August 18th, which I believe is this Friday, on PS4, 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, SX, uh, PC via Steam and the Microsoft Store, and Game Pass on Xbox and, Xbox and PC. Uh, and Jarrett, in his little promo that I was talking about, teased that Leatherface just might be in the house. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know... Like, obviously, no one's going to get chainsawed. No, because that would be a lot of paperwork. That would be murder. Yeah. <laughs> it would be cool if they used, like, the meat hammer that Leatherface used. Sure, yeah. There's also a wrestler. Or, like, hung, people, hung each other on hooks. Uh, yeah. That'd be fun. Just use meat hooks. Yeah. Um, there was a wrestler who, he in Japan, he went by Leatherface and he dressed like Leatherface. And... Japan's a weird place. It, yeah. <laughs> Especially in their wrestling. <laughs> Japanese wrestling is a whole different animal. I think Japanese anything is <laughs> very different from anything else. Yeah. Uh, there are matches in Japan where people wrestle sex dolls. And it's not like a kink thing. Like they'll do it like in the middle of fucking Tokyo Dome in front of 60,000 people. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Japan. You just keep on being you. <laughs> Never change, Japan. <laughs> so yeah, watch AEW Dynamite this Wednesday for the first ever Texas Chainsaw Massacre Deathmatch Championship. That's too many words. Do they ever say AEW Dynamite? No. You Jimmy Walker out there? That's probably, probably trademarked. They should get him. He's the one that can do it. Yeah, is he still alive? I think so. Of course, so many people are dying nowadays. It's hard, yeah. to, it's hard to say. From the vaccine. Right. 
is still alive. Hey! That is dynamite. All right, now in news of things that you didn't know you needed. <laughs> Do I need this? <laughs> no, nobody needs this at all. Uh, production is currently underway uh, on the Street Trash reboot. What? Yeah, this is based on a partnership of Cineverse and Bloody Disgusting alongside Vinegar Syndrome. They're be- rebooting the original Street Trash. Uh, what exactly that means, I, I don't know. Like, are they making it like a sequel or? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound like it's the same movie. It's got a very different location. Yeah. Uh, whereas the original was what filmed in New York, I think. It took place in New York for sure. I'm not sure if it was filmed there, but. Um, yeah. It seems like Toronto seems to be interchangeable yeah. for New York. Um, this one is now being filmed in Cape Town, South Africa, and that's probably largely due to the fact that it's being directed by Ryan Kruger, who, of course, is the director of Fried Berry. Of uh, what? F- Fried Berry? What is that? It's a uh, South African horror film. Oh, not familiar. It's on Shudder. Oh, okay. You can, you can watch it there. Uh, let's see. This film is being shot entirely on 35 millimeter, which is kind of cool. Surprised it's not being shot on VHS. <laughs> Just SOV, this whole thing. Yeah, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, Street Trash follows a group of homeless misfits that they, as they fight for survival when they discover a plot to exterminate every homeless person in the city. Uh, Kruger says, our reimagining... Of Street Trash takes place in Cape Town, where the growing divide between rich and poor has changed the world as we know it. Uh, what I know of South Africa, that sounds pretty accurate. Um, I was a huge fan of the original Street Trash when I was a kid, and I couldn't be more thrilled to introduce a whole new generation to the melted gonzo goodness that made the original such a classic. So... In the original, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe there was a secret plot to exterminate the homeless. No, it was, it was a complete accident. Yeah. It's like some fucking dickless started selling... Expired booze? Yes. <laughs> Wasn't that what it was? So, yeah, something along the lines. Yes, he basically found this, this bottle of old... I think it, I think you're right. I think it was like old booze or... Yeah. Anyway, he relabeled it and sold it as a dis- discount to homeless people and then they just kind of started slowly turning into mush can't remember what the name of the booze was uh oh fuck um keep wanting to say stingray but that's not right um viper viper that's right it's like it's something to do with a snake tenafly viper right um yeah They'd, they'd drink the shit, and they would literally turn into mush. Yeah, they would just kind of melt and go in toilets. And yeah. <laughs> You've seen the cover. <laughs> um, I think it's your, your cousin loves this fucking movie. I, I was just going to say, I wonder what someone like Jeremy or like our friend Bree, I wonder what they think of this, knowing how much they love the original. Yeah. I've personally never been a big fan, a fan of Street Trash. It's just not my style yeah uh so but at the same time it's just like we did it on the show 
Did we? Yeah, I think it was a Patreon pick. Okay. Yeah, because it doesn't seem like one that we, either of us would have picked. No, I definitely wouldn't have picked it. <laughs> um, Man, thank God Jeremy's not a patron. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he always threatens to, and then he's like, oh, I'm going to make you watch these shitty I'm make you movies. watch Killing Spree. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, I lost like, my train of thought. Like, I feel like people who love the original wouldn't really be interested in a reboot because they love the original so much. And people like us don't care or really want a reboot at all. So who is this for? I don't know. I, 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 Kruger? Hmm? Just, just for Kruger? I mean, I imagine a lot of people who like like... Uh, fried berry which was actually became very popular for being in like a kind of a small independent movie i imagine a lot of people who liked it like that movie will probably want to see this um provided they're not like hardcore street trash fans which is all is very possible i imagine there there's a lot of crossover but um yeah i i think this is dumb but at the same time it's just like whatever I am very uh, apprehensive about movies that involve bloody disgusting. But, you know, I think, uh, wasn't, was it bloody disgusting as a whole, or was it just Miska that was involved with Terrifier 2? Mm. Or was he even involved with Terrifier 2? No, I think that was, it was just Uncle Creepy. Or Uncle. Well, he, so I mean, yeah, Uncle Creepy. it was a. I know he was like a producer or something, right. but I thought maybe Miss goes on it too. I know he's on Terrifier three, mm. and Terrifier two for a while was streaming exclusively on Screenbox. That's right. Um, so I, I I don't I can't remember the business dealings. I don't know. I just get very. I mean, it doesn't look like bloody disgusting films was involved in any way. Okay. Anyway. So, uh, if you ever thought to yourself, man, I could really use a, a, a rehash of Street Trash. With a completely different uh, setting and plot line. Look out, because it's, it's already filming, guys. Yep, coming to Screenbox in 2024. Or I guess it doesn't necessarily say it's filming. Production is underway. Yep. So I saw this trailer for a little movie, and I thought, that looks bad. And then it, this little independent horror movie uh, made $26 million worldwide. <laughs> it made a million dollars. David Ferrier, who I very much enjoy his work, uh, said it's one of the best horror movies he's ever seen. That is a very strong statement. Yeah. Uh, one of our other mutual friends, who is don't remember who it was now but they posted on facebook about it being very good uh and so now i'm curious about it 
Especially Ooh. since now it's been greenlit for a sequel, and I'm talking about talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. <laughs> Stacy. <laughs> Have you ever seen the clip? Uh, I think it's probably just on YouTube of that just looped over for like 10 minutes. Yes. <laughs> talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Danny and Michael Philippou. <laughs> Boop. Isn't that, Boop. Isn't that a kind of dog? <laughs> uh, will return to direct Talk to Me 2 for A24. I've also seen it called Talk to Me. Uh, with the number two. Because it's a sequel. Yeah, like, like the second. Yeah. Uh, didn't they do that for... No, sorry. I was thinking... Because I saw like... Whole things based around like a like a monkey paw type thing. It's it's a dead hand. Yeah, and you shake it, and then you, and you say, "How's your father?" And then you see dead people or something. Yeah, something. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I really don't know what it's about. <laughs> what if you like do like a bro shake? Like, <laughs> is it different? Um, I don't know. Maybe yeah, you get different results so depending on the kind of shake. You yeah, get what if it. you just dap it? <laughs> just pound the rock. What if you put your dick in it? <laughs> you want to put your dick in a dead hand, though. It's like the, it's the ultimate stranger. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was on our schedule f- for a brief moment. Was it? Yeah, you put it on there. Did I? Yeah, and then we didn't watch it. I can't remember why. Uh, I probably decided I didn't want to. I feel like maybe it was like an episode we skipped, and then like you picked a different movie or something, or. I don't remember any of this. I mean, you definitely put it on there. I, I, I believe you. No. I put a lot of things in a lot of places. <laughs> uh, let's see. Danny. <laughs> yeah, in Dead Hands. Danny Phillip, who was writing the screenplay, along with Bill Hinsman, who wrote a little movie called Talk to Me. <laughs> Heard of it? Uh, the, the plot for the first film is that a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand. They become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying We've supernatural. Too far. We've gone too far. We've said too much. Until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. Sounds a, uh, a, a wee bit like Flatliners. Kind of, yeah. I don't think it's a near-death thing, but... Well, no. But yeah. Oh, wait. Am I confusing that with another movie? I don't know. Are Maybe. you? It's been a while since I've seen Flatliner, so it's it's possible. It's got got the Keef in it. Keef, yeah. Did, they remade that, right? Yeah. With, with Elliot Page? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, Elliot Page is in it. Um, and, oh, God. I mean, it basically had like a who's who. It of, kind of like snuck under the radar. I remember talking about it when it was like announced and then it was just like, oh, this movie's out now. If I recall, it wasn't very good. I It, it must have bombed because I don't remember hearing much about it. Uh, but in addition to a sequel, the Philippu brothers have already shot a prequel to the shocking opening sequence. I don't know the context of that. I haven't seen the movie. Okay, yeah, it's got Elliot Page, Diego Luna. Diego Luna. Uh, he's in the Andor show. Oh. Star Wars guy. 
Uh, Nina Dobrev. Why did they make a show called Andor when they already had a planet called Nandor? What? Nandor is where the Ewoks are from. Are you sh- <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Pretty sure. Because I know Nandor is, of course, a vampire from what we do in the shadows. Endor. I was going to say, that does not sound right. Oh, Kiefer Sutherland was in it, so apparently there was a sequel. Oh, was it? Yeah. With the same name? I believe so. I hate when they do that. Like Halloween. What? Like Halloween? And they made a sequel to Halloween and they called it Halloween? Oh, yes. So, yeah, I don't know. When this comes out on VOD, I may put it back on the schedule. Schedule. When it's when it's free. Oh, wait, no. It was a different character. I'll be damned. So it was just a cameo? Yeah, I guess it was a, a, little, a, a reboot. little wink, wink, nudge, nudge. How do you do? Yep. Oh, shit. Fucking Gaylor was in it. <laughs> <laughs> As chief resident. At a hospital? I guess. I don't want her operating on me. She'd, be, she'd just be like, you're going to need to give me a hot beef injection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she'd probably grab my dick while I'm asleep. Probably. Anyway. Gaylor grabs dicks. She does grab dicks. What's in your jeans, bud? All right. Do you have anything more to say about Talk To Me too? Mm, nope. They should call it Talk To Me, Talk To Me. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> Stacy, Stacy, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Why is that part so funny? Why is that whole movie so funny? Well, I mean, that's easier to explain. That's Why is true. that one part just so fucking funny? I think part of it is because it's like so out of left field. <laughs> like, that guy's like, not in the movie before or after that. No. But it's like totally something I could see happening at like an actual high school. Oh, yes, Absolutely. And the fact that Stacy's not like one of those popular girls or like a super hot girl or anything. Yeah. She's like the nerdy friend of uh oh, what's the main girl's name? Uh shit, I don't know. Oh man, we look like idiots. <laughs> Making us sound like fools. Why'd you bring this up? <laughs> uh uh Roxanne. Oh my god. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> oh fuck. We are so precious. All right, so, um, you know, despite the title, <laughs> we have received a total of five Final Destination movies. And guess what, guys? The most finalist final Final Destination is coming. Wasn't one of them just called The Final Destination? Yeah, I think that was... Was that five? I think it was the last one, yeah. Why was five not called Five Null Destination? Five... <laughs> God damn it. I hate you so much. No, you don't. You love me. 
Final Destination franchise is returning to life with a brand new movie. With Back Zach to life. Yeah. The first one was the only one that fit the pun. Because it was final? Because well, it was in, a, in an airport. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Didn't even put that together. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, final destination. Because people are dying. Because you die. Yeah. That's, that's your last destination. <laughs> it's the last place you go. Oh, fuck me. Did <laughs> um, <laughs> just blow your mind right now? <laughs> No, it just feels so stupid for how to realize that. Uh, uh, Final Destination franchise is returning to life with a brand new vo- movie with Zach, Zach Lepofsky and Adam B. Stein. It almost sounded like he said Beefstein. <laughs> That's what his friends call him. Adam Beefstein. He's got a. That's his middle name. Is Beef. He's got an apron when he barbecues. It just says Beefstein. It's like a Frankenstein <laughs> flipping a burger. Unless it's Steen. Beefstein. Beef. That's not as good. I like Beefstein better. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like beef squatch. They're seated in the director's chairs. What if it's just one chair and one had to sit in the other's lap? And they trade off. <laughs> I'm director today. No, me. That's how they talk. <laughs> like South Park characters. I was thinking of uh, uh, Debo and Lil Devil from uh, Nothing But Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking with Collider, franchise creator Jeffrey Reddick, Red Dick, as his friends call him, yep. uh, has offered. He's got an apron when he barbecues. <laughs> Red Dick. <laughs> Who stole my second D? <laughs> Guys, it's not funny. Um, uh, da, 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 offered up an intriguing and mysterious tease. Ooh, provocative. Mm. Uh, this film dives into the film. What? what? <laughs> this film dies. I thought maybe I read that wrong, but uh, that's what it says. He says, "Is he Jenna Maroney?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the film dives into the film, which, you know, that's what it says, uh, in such a unique way that it attacks it from a different angle. So you don't feel like, oh, here's an amazing setup. That's how you said it. Is that what you picture him sounding like? (laughs) Here's an amazing setup. And there's going to be one wrinkle that can potentially save you from all that you have, have to kind of make a moral choice about or do to solve it. He so he sounds like Shaggy. <laughs> Zoinks. I know I wasn't even close, but in my head it was like Lola from Big Mouth. No, not even close. No, 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 no I know. But like that that like that's what I was hearing in my head. <laughs> I mean I was just flipping through Instagram reels. And Nick Kroll just came up randomly and he was standing outside the cryo clinic and he's like, he's doing Lola. He's like, guys, I just, we came back from an appointment at the cry clinic and I just went in there to cry. <laughs> They're so supportive because I just cried so much. <laughs> and I cried out all my fluids. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um... 
Yeah, maybe I should just read that normally because it didn't make sense to me. Yeah, no, please do. Okay. The film dives into the film, still doesn't make sense, in such a unique way that it attacks it from a different angle. Attacks what? So you don't feel like... The film. The film attacks the film. Yeah. Cannibalizing itself. It's like an Ouroboros. The snake eating its tail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you don't feel like, oh, here's an amazing setup, and then there's going to be one wrinkle that could potentially save you, and all you have to kind of make a moral choice about or do to solve it. No, it still doesn't make sense. There's going to be one wrinkle that can potentially save you all that you have to kind of make a moral choice about or do to solve it. It doesn't. It doesn't help hearing you read it either. It still doesn't make sense. I mean, it's, maybe it's just me. He's basically saying that all the Final Destination. I mean, this is my interpretation of it. He's basically saying that all the Final Destination movies have this formula that there's this like classic setup, you know, like the airplane or the roller coaster or whatever it may be, and then there's one thing that you can do to kind of get around death. Okay, and, and he's saying this movie is going to attack it in a unique way so that it's a different setup, basically. There's an expansion of the universe that I'm being so careful, right? Riddick teases. Uh, he says, it kind of unearths a whole deep layer of the story that kind of, yes, makes it really, really interesting. This is, these, this is terrible, terrible quotes. <laughs> they should have asked him to clarify or they should have like touched this, like they should have paraphrased him or something. Remember when they introduced Tony Todd and it was supposed to be like a whole thing and then he, he just wasn't in the next movie? He was in the second one. He wasn't he in the second one or not? He wasn't in the first one, was he? Yeah. Was he? He was the mortician. Right. I thought that was the second one. He was also the mortician in that one. Oh. Okay. Well, never mind what I'm saying then. You fucking idiot. You sounded so dumb. <laughs> you sounded so dumb. <laughs> um, an interview with Dread Central last year, uh, Reddick had noted that the sixth installment is a true Final Destination movie but one that doesn't follow that kind of formula that we've kind of established. This guy needs... They should not interview this guy. He should just, like, (laughs) write responses so he can think about what he's going to say first. Uh, So there you go. Um, Final Destination. It's probably still not Final Destination, because I imagine they'll probably make another one. Probably. So there you go. So on the subject of part sevens, we all know there's going to be a scream seven. Did you? We're all wondering how they're going to fit the seven into the word scream because that's their that's their thing now. Probably like the M. Like like do like that. Like if this is the M and then like do like a seven down the middle part of the like a line over the top of the M and then it does down maybe one of the middle parts. That... Yeah. Maybe. Well, they've only d- they only did that with the last one, right? No, they did it with five and six. Did they? Yeah, because they was wrong. Well, I mean, I remember five, six, but... and then it was five or V for five, and then V one. 
Mm, okay. Or was it five cream? Did they call it, did they use did they do five cream or was the S was a five? I don't think so. <laughs> Probably not, because then they're like, everyone's, it took me a second. Everyone's like, gonna, what the fuck is five cream? <laughs> They, they probably thought about it. They had a meeting, and they were like, "What if we make the S a five? And then somebody was like, "People are gonna call it five cream." <laughs> I can just imagine some, some fucking studio fat cat sitting at the end of like a long conference table, just like smoking a big cigar, and just like, mm. why does it say five cream? <laughs> and the guys who came no, up with it are just like, "Oh, shit!" It does say five cream. All right, we're going to take that back to the back to the round table. The, the drawing board. Drawing board, that's the word. <laughs> round table. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Radio Silence, the team who made Scream 6, uh, of course, also made Ready or Not, and uh, Scream 5, and others, uh, will not be returning to direct the upcoming Scream 7 due to scheduling issues. Not sure. You'd think that they would just work around their schedule because they're the ones that kind of like boosted this up. Yeah, like who, what What else are they working on that's more important than this? That they're not willing to move that instead of this. I feel like I remember just recently talking about something that they were working on. Did we? It wasn't this? Uh, I don't know. Well, uh... In their stead, Spyglass has tapped Christopher Landon, quote, a scary movie stalwart whose credits include the Happy Death Day movies as well as body-switching horror comedy Freaky to direct the seventh installment of the long-running franchise. Uh, this according to multiple sources from The Hollywood Reporter. Guess what movie I'm not watching. <laughs> um, I remember recently, though, like looking at his IMDb and being like, oh, there's some good stuff on here. Um, Scout's Guide versus Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. We both liked that, I think. If I remember correctly. Um, ooh, oh, right. They've got the Untitled Universal Monsters movie. Oh, that's the one. All right. Yeah. Universal's probably paying them more. Yeah. Also, that would be better than making a fucking seventh Scream movie. Yeah. Like, do we really need another one? You're getting diminished returns, guys. What's a Dominion? <laughs> Oh, that caught me on guard. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, like, you know, when they made Scream 5, it was, you know, a return to form. Yeah. It was very familiar of, like, the first, like, two, maybe three Scream movies. You know, the ones that Wes Craven was involved with Mm -hmm. and, you know, that passion in. Um. And then, yeah, it just kind of, like, I, I don't like Scream 3. I know a lot of people do. Um, I don't really like any of the sequels, personally. I thought Scream 2 was okay. But it, Scream, the first Scream is, like, really the only one that I could see myself watching more than once. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, by the time they're doing, like, 3 and then 4, it's like, this is dog shit. Um, but then 5... Like I said, it was kind of like a return to form. It kind of reinvigorated the the series. It 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 basically did 
right what like Halloween did wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to incorporate old characters, even doing a, like a legacy reboot. You know, Halloween was a noble attempt, but I feel like Scream 5 actually did it the right way. And Scream 6, you know, I feel like they're trying to piggyback on that. And, you know, you can listen to our review of it. I just really didn't think it had the same kind of juice that Scream 5 had. But Yeah. I mean, I don't want to harp on it too much, but, like, we talked about how Scream 5 was, like, their tribute to Wes. And it was, like, they tried to make the movie in Wes's image. And then Scream 6, they were like, all right, it's our turn to just do whatever we want. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, <laughs> now that you're, they're talking about part seven, it's like, guys, this, this is not like Friday the 13th. It, it, it doesn't have the, the longevity that you're, that I think you're thinking it does. Well, yeah, like, you know, Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street, all those movies had one antagonist. Yeah. And so you, could keep it going even though you killed him every movie like you could still keep it going because you could just find some bullshit reason for him to come back to life or whatever sure and this one you're having to come up with new twists and new reveals for who the killer is every single time and it's just like it's it's like saw you know where it's just we're getting to the point where it's like i don't care who the killer is anymore yeah it's like i still know what you did last summer that, that was the one where they went to the, like some tropical island right and the second one? Yeah, with Jack Black. Yeah, with dreadlocks? Yeah. You know, like, a lot of people thought that was, like, racist, but, th- like, there are white people who are, like, born and raised in Jamaica who talk like that. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's weird to see, but they exist. Anyway. um, What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, but, like, that one, where, like, the reasoning behind the killer... Or not the reasoning, but like the reveal and the setup was so fucking stupid. <laughs> I don't even remember. Well, it, it's it was uh, it was the son of the guy that tried right. to kill them in the first movie. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, "Oh yeah, my name is John Benson Ben Son." It's like really. <laughs> Are you a Viking? It's like, I'll tell you why nobody put that together, because nobody thought that low. <laughs> <laughs> they set the bar way higher. Um anyway, but yeah, just the 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 reveal of the killer in Scream Six was such I don't want to say a reach, because it wasn't really a reach. It was just dumb. It's like you guys are like, I feel like you're like grasping at straws here. Yeah, and they kind of overcomplicated it. Yeah, definitely. And like anybody who has seen Scream 5 and not Scream 6, if you can think of like the big surprise when it comes to who Ghostface was, I'll tell you, it's very similar. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so yeah, I, I just really don't see a lot of uh, 
a lot, a lot of uh, longevity that, that, that they're looking for in the series, and I really think Scream 7 is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no word yet on who will be writing Scream 7, but Hollywood Reporter reports that Melissa Barrera and Mason Gooding are expected to return. As for horror icon Jenna Ortega, <laughs> oh, shut up. only time will tell, uh, with THR noting, Ortega's deal will be one to watch as the actress signed on to the franchise before she was catapulted to the A-list thanks to Netflix's Wednesday. Still don't watch that. Really? Yeah. I don't really care to. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have watched it if she hadn't watched it. I think she's watched it twice now. Really? I know she's, and she's in Beetlejuice too, so. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. I just, I'm not like protesting Wednesday or anything like that. I just think it looks stupid. <laughs> and like from what I've heard about it, it sounds stupid. So it's, it's very similar to Sabrina in a lot of ways. The show? Or yeah. like the, uh, the, like the chilling adventures of Sabrina? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've I've heard it referred like like similar to to that. I've heard it similar to Harry Potter, um, and it's like I liked Sabrina to an extent, but it kind of fizzled out on it. And I would never never watch a Harry Potter movie. So <laughs> at this point, it's a protest. They say I'll never watch Harry Potter. <laughs> I can't believe your wife hasn't made you. She tried. She tried to trick me into it once. <laughs> This is when we were still dating, and like I went over to her apartment, and she was like watching Harry Potter. I'm like, I'll go, I'll come back when you're done, because I knew what she was doing. She tried to trick me into it. <laughs> anyway, horror business. We did it. Uh, so there you go, guys. Um, so we'll just keep on trucking. Hey, we're at like just barely over an hour. Weird. This is super weird. <laughs> Well, let's 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 stay on the right track, guys, and uh, let's move on to some film reviews. Oh, I didn't mean to frighten you prematurely. <laughs> the real chills come later. Now, as they say. Look alive, and we'll continue our little tour. All right, guys. So, like I said at the top of the show, we are going to be talking about the two existing movies. Or, So, we're going to be talking about Haunted Mansion movies. Apparently, yeah. we just discovered there's more than two. <laughs> yeah. There's a Filipino one and a Hong Kong one. The ones that are based on the ride at Disney Parks. Parks, yeah. Uh, although it's called Haunted Mansion at Disneyland and Disney World, and it's called Phantom Manor at Disneyland Paris. Yes. And I think it's called Haunted Mansion at Di- called, Tokyo Disneyland, too. It's called Mystic Manor, I believe, in Hong Kong. There's a Hong Kong? Yeah. How did I not know that? I don't know. Okay. Oh, oh wait. Hong Kong? I know there's one in, what, Shanghai or something. Maybe it's Shanghai. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so we're talking about the movies based on that. And before we get into the, the two features that we're actually talking about, did you want to talk about the Muppets? Um, I, I mean, sure. It's, it's, it's up to you. I, I, I think more just kind of, uh, let's talk about these, and I think the Muppets will just kind of come up in a 
compare and contrast okay. the three of them way. Okay. Um, no, what? Tell me. Well, look, it looks like we're our levels are way different, but are way different from each other. Yeah, it shouldn't be though. Anyway, I don't know. Fix it in post. Uh, no, I was right. Mystic Manor in Hong Kong, Phantom Manor in Paris, Haunted Mansion in Disneyland, Magic Kingdom, and Tokyo. Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah, why are you so... Why am I so much louder than you? I don't know. Because you don't... I don't sound louder. No, you don't. Hmm. Okay. Anyway. Um, 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 um. So, yeah, these ones, they're not... It's not like one's a sequel of the other. They're completely different stories. So I guess it doesn't really matter what order we go in. Which one do you want to start with? Uh, let's just start with the old one. Okay. You are cordially invited to the historic Gracie Manor, where there's room for the whole family. from Evers and Evers Real Estate. Master Gracie wishes to discuss his affairs over dinner. This house has a bit of history to it. And this history haunts these walls. I don't think it's a good idea to put that information on the listing. People love bathrooms. We should play up the whole toilet angle. I think that'd be best. <laughs> from Walt Disney Pictures... What happened here, Mr. Gracie? Do you believe in ghosts? No clue from the past. She looks like Mom. That's interesting. No message from the future. I am Madame Leota, seer of all. Oh, that's great. What is that? Can prepare you for an adventure. Find the key that must be found. That was easy. From the beyond. Get ready. Hold on. With what? For the ride. Ah! Of your afterlife. You'll kill us all. Some of us are already dead. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Dark spirits from the grave come forth. Don't you make no dark spirits come out while I'm sitting there. Wait till I leave before the dark spirits come out. The Haunted Mansion. All right, so... Haunted Mansion, uh, or sorry, this is the Haunted Mansion. The other one's just Haunted Mansion. Right. Uh, this came out in 2003. Um, after Halloween. Like, this one came out after Halloween. This one came out well before Halloween. Yeah, well, I was reading that apparently they wanted it to come out in late July or early August so that it would hit Disney Plus in October. 
Okay, that that makes sense. It's so weird that they have to plan for that now. I know. And I also think that's a big part of the reason why this one is bombing. Because they put it out. Because they put it out in August, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. Okay, so, uh, you know, I'd, I'd say this is the, probably a more star-studded cast, but it's really not. The other one has, has its share of stars. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, this obviously stars Eddie Murphy, um, Terrence Stamp, <laughs> Wallace Shawn. Uh, Jennifer Tilly, those are probably the, 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 the big names. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. So we, it opens up with, um, like over the, over kind of inter interspliced with the opening credits. We see this kind of back history of, of the, of Gracie Manor, um, which is the haunted mansion. And I was just telling you before we started recording until I watched this one, which I watched after the new one. I did not even realize that both of them, in both movies, the owner of the mansion is named Gracie. And that is actually the name of the owner, like as far as like the lore, the, you know, the fictional lore of the haunted mansion goes. Right. The owner was Gracie. And I had completely forgotten that element. And even when I saw the, the, the you know, Master Gracie in, in the first one, in the, in the new one, didn't click until I realized it was the same name in this one sorry same last name uh it just didn't even click that yeah the the haunted mansion is gracie manor uh as you know in the history of the of the, of the ride that they've established anyway so interspliced with with the uh uh story or sorry opening credits we see this kind of back history of this lavish party uh you know probably early 1800s i'd guess i don't think they ever actually say i don't think so um we see this very lavish um almost it looks like a masquerade party um and uh throughout this party we see uh you know people dancing around we see the very familiar dances if you've been on the ride and you go through the the banquet, or sorry, um, the dance hall, and you see the ghosts just kind of spinning in circles. We see several people dancing exactly that way, um, and then we see uh, Edward Gracie um, reading a letter from his his uh, betrothed, and he suddenly drops a letter and runs to another part of the mansion where he finds his um, fiance dead and we find out later that she committed suicide by drinking poison um jump ahead to current day well current day 2003 yeah current day 20 years ago um god i can't believe somebody's 20 years old i know right that's insane um it says i mean wikipedia says a century later so i guess that must have been 1903 Well, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it had to be over a century. I don't know. Because like at the end during the... Jumping ahead here. Also, this movie, again, is 20 years old, so we'll be spoiling it. Um, at the end, like during the wedding, that attire is not 1903 attire. <laughs> anyway. 
Um, 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 uh, so we jump ahead. Yeah, supposedly a century, whatever. Uh, we meet Jim Evers, played by uh, Eddie Murphy. Uh, you know, uh, supposedly a very successful um, husband and wife duo with his wife, Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're Evers and Evers Realty. And, you know, they apparently do a hell of a job. But Jim has, over the course of their career, has become, I don't know, not cutthroat, but very committed to his job, very uh, work-centric in his life. Yeah. Which has ultimately... Yeah. Which, uh, you know, we find has, in the example of this very evening that that it, it, this starts on, he misses his... Then I'll say what anniversary it is, but you know, there his anniversary with his wife, um, who you know berates him, saying, you know, you this is, this is our anniversary, and you you've you've let your job, you've let the job like consume you completely, and we find out they have two two kids who have been you know equally neglected, um, and uh, he says, okay, you know, that's it, we're putting everything aside, we're going on a big camping trip. Uh, just, you know, us and the kids and we're, we're leaving work behind, leaving everything behind. We're just going to go on the, you know, this big family camping trip. <clears throat> As he's saying hi to the kids, Sarah takes a call from a very breathy <laughs> caller. I don't know. He's so, not so much breathy, I guess, but just creepy sounding. Yeah. Uh, ghoulish, you might say. Mm, yes. Mm, quite. Um, they, uh, find out it's somebody calling to sell the, the Gracie mansion out in the, 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 the bayou somewhere, um, which, you know, he, he takes a look at the, the man, uh, the, some notes that she wrote down he says, do you know what neighborhood this is? This could be big for us. You know, these are big giant, you know, multi-million dollar houses. And you know, this could be the next step in our career. Uh, and she said, you just said that this weekend was all about us. And I don't think it actually, unless I missed it, it, it doesn't really explain how he talked her into it, but they're taking a side trip. I think he basically just says like, if we get this commission, we can take as many trips as we want. Like, okay. Yeah. So, we jump ahead to them driving out to Gracie Manor, um, and uh, you know it's it's your typical. <laughs> Wait, so was that the idea they were going to like stop off on their way to the? Yeah. Okay, because I, I was just like, why would the whole family go to this meeting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they um, pull up to the, to the mansion, and you know it's it's gated off, and you know they're just sitting there waiting for the gates to open, and I think. They eventually open, because I know he talked about jumping over them, but I guess I guess the gates finally actually open at some point, right? Yeah, I think they just open. That was after they noticed the cemetery in the yard, which of course was a nice touch, a nice homage to the ride, right? Um, and uh, they, yeah, so they're they yeah, so they go around the back of the house, and you know they're trying to find a way in because nobody's answering the front door, and um. Yeah, they see a, a big mansion, or sorry, a, a big graveyard that just kind of extends out, you know, beyond the eye can see. And then a storm comes, and, you know, they, they run back to the front door to get out of the rain. 
and they're trying to get in and the door opens suddenly and did they open on their own or was rams ramsley there no they just open on their own okay and so the doors open up and they walk in and short at, shortly after they're greeted by the butler ramsley and you could tell by the, his voice is the one that sarah was talking to on the phone um and uh yeah, and so they're taken to the dining room to await the Masta, who is, like I said, Edward Gracie. Um, of course, you know, as the viewer, we know that these guys are ghosts, but the Evers family have not put this together. They are none the wiser, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. I don't really want to explain the whole movie. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Basically, we throughout the course of the movie, we find out that the, that Sarah, because Ramsley, when he called Sarah, was very insistent that she be the only one that comes. Yeah, which is you know immediately suspicious, and I feel like she was not adequately suspicious of this. Right. <laughs> I feel like a, a, a modern twenty first century woman should be very conscious of this kind of thing. Yes, <laughs> and she was completely oblivious to it. Uh and anyway, yeah, but Jim's there. Of course, he's trying to be, you know, the the, the head honcho is just kind of taking the lead. And but Ramsley immediately just goes back to Sarah, and we find out through the course of things that Sarah was brought there because she very much resembles the uh, sorry uh, Edward Gracie's fiance who was poisoned elizabeth (laughs) this is a big one um yeah and so there's you know there's 999 ghosts in the house and they are trapped there uh because so this is convoluted so stick with me (laughs) they're trapped there because elizabeth killed herself and the only way they can be freed, they're basically in purgatory, stuck in this house. Right. The only way they can be freed is by Edward and Elizabeth being reunited, which isn't really possible because Edward's stuck in the house and Elizabeth is dead. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, Ramsley basically says, good enough, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we come to find out that it was Ramsley who poisoned uh, Elizabeth. Um. They don't really get into it, but it's very strongly implied it's a race thing. Yeah. Um, because I don't, I don't, I don't know if the, the actress, um, oh geez, what's her name? Uh, Marsha Thomason. Yeah, I don't know if she's uh, full-blooded black. She had had light skin, so I, I believe she may be half black, which was a very common thing back, you know, in the early 19th century. Which is when I insist that this actually took place. Um, but the character of Elizabeth is mixed race, right? I don't. Did they get into that? Well, that's what it says here. Okay. Well, then that I'm makes Wikipedia, sense. So, um, okay, that that makes perfect sense. Then again, they never really get into it being a racial thing, but it is very strongly implied that. Ramsley killed Elizabeth 
because Gracie was insistent on marrying her and that that would be just devastating and embarrassing to the family. Um, again, never even touch on why it's so bad. Well, because it was the, the time. It just was frowned upon. Sure, but they don't say why. Or the, like, like I said, they never mention race once. That's true. Yeah, it's just Im- Im- it's alluded to the implication. It's <laughs> the implication. <laughs> um. Anyway, I just thought that was kind of because I I had I'd seen this movie maybe a, a total of twice bef- before this, so this was probably like my third time. Uh, and the last time I watched it was probably about a decade ago. So I honestly didn't really remember remember much about it. And I did not remember that. And I thought that was very striking for a Disney movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at least for that time. I could definitely see them getting into something like that. You know, let's now. say. Yeah, now. But not so much back then. Yeah. They were. They seemed like they were very, a lot more. Before they went woke. <laughs> right. You know, if you go woke, you continue to make billions of dollars every year. Well, that's why the new one bombed. It's because it's so woke. Right. <laughs> no, it's not in any way. No. <laughs> well, it's got a predominantly black cast. So woke. Oh, man. Also has Owen Wilson, his pasty ass. <laughs> Fucking Owen Wilson playing Owen Wilson. <laughs> wow. He's all like, ka-chow. <laughs> This mansion's haunted? Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> several years ago, I, I worked with this guy, and he was like the only guy I've worked with, <laughs> like I kind of became buddies with. Uh, and one day... <laughs> For like an hour, we just kept going back and forth. Going, oh wow, 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 wow. <laughs> anyway, so there's these two ghosts of a maid and a, a footman, uh, Emma and Ezra. But it's not Ezra from the Hitchhiking Ghosts. Oh yeah, I <laughs> forgot that was one of their names. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I was like, why would they do that? <laughs> also, the hitchhiking ghosts in this, one of them is completely different. He's is like he? a fat, fancy guy. Who's the hunchback? The hunchback with the beard? No, that's the, uh, the prisoner. Yeah. The hunchback, the prisoner, and the skeleton. I guess he's not that different. But yeah, Ezra is like the skeleton one, and he's when they show the hitchhiking ghost, he's still there. So right. I don't know why they would choose a name that's already in use in Haunted Mansion lore. I don't know. But not for that character. That is strange. And he's played by Wallace Shawn. Right. Inconceivable. He just he should be contractually obligated to say that in every movie. <laughs> he's gotta be like a Disney Hall of Famer, right? Like I mean probably, yeah. Goofy movie and Toy Story. Uh, Toy Story. Um, uh, the Incredibles. Princess Bride. Prin- well, is that, that is a Disney movie, it's isn't Touchstone, it? yeah. Yeah. 
um, I like, I may be remembering the outfit wrong or maybe remembering the comparison wrong, but it seemed like, uh, what was the maid's name? Emma. Emma was wearing a very similar outfit to the, the female cast members that yeah. work at, at, the, at the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, no, it was very similar. Um, that, that could have just been a co- coincidence. I don't really know. Um, anyway, so yeah, this one, the story, it's kind of weak. It's, uh, it, it flows, it's coherent, but it's not all that interesting. I will say it is very Disney. Yeah. This is a very much a Disney movie, a live action, I should say. Um, how I, I don't know how to elaborate on that. It's just, it has that Disney feel to it. It's, yeah. it's, uh, goofy and, uh, you know, very much family humor. Um, like that kind of hocus pocusy, you know, like it's, it can't be too spooky. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more whimsical than, than spooky. Yeah. Um, and yeah, definitely had that about it. Uh, it was very much, I mean, I'd say the other one is very much a family movie as well, but this one is definitely more geared towards a younger crowd. Yeah. Um, I didn't like, I mean, the, the, the plot itself, I didn't really care for. I thought it was just kind of weak and, you know, I, I don't want to jump ahead too much here, but in comparison to the other, to the new one that had some weight to it. You know, there were parts about that movie that were provocative <laughs> um, and, 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 and weighty. And this one was just, was just goofy. I mean, like it, it didn't really take it serious, take itself seriously at any point, which for a, for a family movie, I guess is fine. But you know, when you, when you watch a movie, it's based on the haunted mansion. You kind of expect some, some scares because even the haunted mansion ride is even though it's geared to be a, a family ride uh it's still got elements to it that are creepy yeah and this didn't provide that and that was my biggest gripe yeah um and like some of the okay well my, my biggest problem with this movie is the um the mausoleum scene because it's so out of left field and it like doesn't fit with the rest of the movie with at all. The, the zombies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, there's this part where um, they're trying to find a key to this trunk, and the key all happens to be uh, in in this crypt. Who was in that crypt? Or who who's, whose body was that? Did they? Was it just was some, it Gacy? Huh? Was it Gacy? Gracie. Gracie. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they said. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't say here, so. Leo sends the Evers to the mansion cemetery to find a key that reveals. Uh, yeah, it. Well, either way, I mean, they they go to this mausoleum, um, and to to find a key and end up waking up. 
all the all the the dead in it. And it's you know if, if, this is probably the most entertaining part of the whole movie. Like, but like Taylor said, it was so out of. You know what it felt like? What? It felt like a Tales from the Crypt movie. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and something I didn't actually know before. I just had like Dennis Miller instead of Eddie Murphy. <laughs> um, hey, babe. Hey, babe. <laughs> I used to think that guy was so funny, but then he turned it into a fu- fucking right-wing nutcase. He was always kind of conservative, but back when being conservative was kind of funny. <laughs> now being a conservative just makes you an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. All right, uh, Billy Zane, then. <laughs> Much better. Much more beautiful. Um, anyway, but yeah, there's just a bunch of, bunch of s- mostly skeletal, but, you know, let's call them zombies. Yeah. Uh, something Done by I, Rick Baker. Rick Baker, yeah, I was going to say, like, something I did not realize was that he worked on this movie. Um, pretty surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was nice because, you know, Rick Baker left the business because he was getting really fucked over by studios, just making him s- slave over, you know, projects for months or, you know, however long, and, you know, putting his heart and soul into his projects and then having them basically just smudge CGI over the CGI. Yeah. Yeah. And it seemed like that may have been a little bit of an issue in this one, but I think CGI was much less accessible. Yeah. When this one was, when this movie was made. So, a lot, you know, I see special creature effects by Rick Baker in the credits. I'm like, are there creature effects in this movie? <laughs> um, and I, I suppose that's what this, what, this is what that meant was all the, like the zombies and stuff. Yeah. Cause aside from that, there weren't really any creature effects. Not really, no. Like it was just the ghosts, which, that part made sense. Yeah, I can do the ghosts. <laughs> they don't need Rick Baker to do the ghosts. Right. Um, anyway. But, yeah, so they had that going for it. It was, you know, some Rick Baker elements. And the whole scene itself was probably the, I'll say this with quotation marks, scariest part of the movie. Yeah. But aside from that, it was. But it just of, didn't fit. With the rest of the movie, like, and it didn't fit with the ride. Yeah, and that that was another gripe of mine. It's like if you make a movie about a ride, you know, at this point, Disney's done that several times. You you don't want to make it a a just a belligerent like you know let's oh let's pick out all the things from the ride you know yeah and you know just like reiterating what you see in the ride. But you put little nods and, you know, incorporate things into the story without making them stand out. And that's something I felt like this movie was missing a lot of, was elements of the ride. There were a few. Yeah, I mean, you've got the wallpaper, which you you can't not have the wallpaper. Like, it's the the element that everyone knows from the Haunted They didn't have that in the new one. The wallpaper? Yeah. Yes, they did. Sure about that? Yeah. You sure about that? I remember pointing it out to Lynn when we were in the theater. You sure about that? <laughs> Get it? Like the guy? Okay. From I Think You Should Leave? Oh. Are you sure about that? Look, we're all it's... trying to find the guy who did this. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. 
Um, the singing busts. That okay, but yeah, yes, singing busts. And the hallway scene. I like that. That was probably the thing that stood out the most to me was the hallway scene where he's walking down and the lightning strikes and the paintings change. Yeah. And then at the end of the hallway are the busts that follow you as you walk. Mm -hmm. And it was laid out the same way as the ride. I liked that because, you know, the way you walk down this long hallway, paintings are on your right. There's windows on your left that you can see like the, the thunder and lightning. And then down at the hall, there's the the bus that their eyes follow you as you turn right, and, it, and he'd even turn right down down that corner. Yeah, I just, I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. Oh, also, um, the very beginning when he sells the first house, and then he goes and meets with Kenny Banya. <laughs> it's Trader Sam's. Oh, is it? Yeah. Huh. Wait, was that around then? I I mean if it, if it wasn't the actual Trader Sam's then it was designed to look like Trader Sam's cuz it oh, everything about it looked the same. Huh. Yeah, I thought Trader Sam's was a fairly new place. I'm not sure how long Trader Sam's has been around. Anyway. Um what other elements from the ride were there? Uh da, da, da. well I mean there were little things kind of along the movie. Um I mean, you know, when they when they are going through the graveyard, there are ghosts that you'd recognize. Oh, you're right. Trader Sam's opened in 2011. Hmm. Maybe it just looks like Trader Sam's. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe Trader Sam's just looks like that. Um. Anyway. Uh, what the hell is he going to say? Oh, th- th- things from the ride. Um, I mean, I know there are things that just, they're not really coming to me right now. Dude, Deep Roy was one of the hitchhiking ghosts. Oh, he must have been the, the prisoner. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't really know what else to say. Um, so, I mean, just like looking at some interesting facts about this. Originally, this was going to take place in upstate New York. What? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, and the mansion was going to be modeled after the Walt Disney World version, which is, is very like brick and looks almost like castle-y. Boo. However, to keep the faithfulness of the original attraction's location in the park's New Orleans Square, the, pro- the producers changed the setting to New Orleans, Louisiana. To allude to the two versions of the attraction and create a more foreboding atmosphere, the production enlarged the film mansion, basing its design on the original attraction while adding the iron and glass conservatory to its side. That was the first thing I noticed is when they showed up, I was like, that's not the mansion. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, so there was a lot about it. I mean, just little details about it. And like, I'm f- fairly familiar with the the facade of the, man- of the mansion now because I spent drew it. <laughs> fucking time drawing it uh like the the um gate not gates but like the balcony guards why am i totally spacing on what those are called like i know what you mean railings railings yeah fencing yeah yeah those are completely different the um, gates themselves are completely different the gates are different um 
And uh, yeah, the mansion, it's, even the outside of the mansion, like the shape of it didn't look right. Uh, and then, of course, I had the, yeah, the conservatory, which isn't there. But it's like nobody. F- and on, on the note of the conservatory, so Jim gets thrown out of the house yep. by um, Ramsley. It falls onto this um, conservatory roof, which is glass. It doesn't break. doesn't even crack or anything. He slides down, falls on a car. He breaks off a piece of the house, this like, you know, uh, iron thing. Yeah, some kind of um, column or something. Starts smashing the window and it, like it'll crack and then immediately kind of heal, which mm-hmm. was a cool looking effect. Yeah. And then uh, Madame Leota basically tells him, you know, you have to try one more time. And so he gets in his car and drives his car through it. And that works. And I was just like, why would that work? Why wouldn't the glass just shatter and then heal again? Like, just because the car is bigger. <laughs> I mean, pr- I mean, presumably that could have happened, but maybe he he was already in the house because clearly the glass can be broken, but then it heals itself. Yeah. So if you just break through it, just break it enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, the mansion scenes were filmed in at, in Santa Clarita, California. Yep. Um, yeah, with, I mean, just kind of jumping ahead to the new one. That was the first thing I noticed with the new one. So I was like, that's the real, that's the actual mansion. That looks like the haunted mansion. Yep. I don't remember if the gates were the same as the, uh, the columns were. Yeah. Were they? Mm-hmm. Okay. They had the little placards on them. I don't, I don't know what they said. They probably didn't say haunted mansion, but I'm sure not. Yeah. Probably Gracie Manor or something. Something. Yeah. And they, they probably didn't have like wait times on them. Huh. Five hidden Mickeys are seen throughout the film. Most notable one being the padlock at the mansion's gate. Huh. I wouldn't. I never would have caught that. Wouldn't even thought of thought to look for it. I mean, it makes sense. There are hidden Mickeys all over the Disneyland. Right. Um. Makes me wonder if there are any like Pirates of the Caribbean movies or anything. Yeah. Um. I I think. Like, as much as I love Jamie Lee Curtis, I think Jennifer Tilly is my favorite Madame Leota. Really? Yeah, really. Okay. And, and I'm sorry, Miss Piggy, but I think you're bottom of the list. <laughs> also... What? Uh, <laughs> um, Muppet Haunted Mansion is not the mansion. No, it's it, not. It almost looked like the one in Paris but it's, I think it's different from that too. Probably. Um, I mean, yeah, they had to obviously accommodate, which the thing about uh, the Muppet Haunted Mansion that kind of takes me out of the whole thing is that it was very clearly, and we saw this a few times over the course of COVID, it was a very COVID movie. Yeah. Meaning that there was a lot of green screen, mm-hmm. a lot of, very clearly, like socially distanced filming, uh, and it was just awkward. And that wasn't really the fault of the people that made it. It's just this the sign of the times. Yeah. Um. But it's just I don't know. For me, it was like it was hard to watch. I guess. And, and plus, they had the new guy doing Kermit, and he's fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, Kermit's barely in it it's mostly gonzo and pepe right 
Which Pepe kind of like took over for Rizzo as Gonzo's number two. It was always Rizzo before. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Like, I don't even really see Rizzo much anymore. Yeah. Like, I like Pepe. Pepe's one of my favorite characters. Pepe's great. <laughs> um, and the fucking screaming goat. Oh. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> but I think, I think Muppet Haunted Mansion might be the worst at incorporating the ride. They have like kind of like a Muppet, Muppetized version of the wallpaper, which is which was clever, right? And they have the stretching room, and Will Arnett's outfit kind of looks like the the host's outfit, yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't think there's really much. Not that I can recall. Ride. Again, I've only seen it once. Oh, the floating cot candelabra. Mm, yep. Um. Yeah. Yeah, and I I, I don't want to do. Maybe we can do some comparing and contrasting after we've talked about the new one. Sure. Because uh, I feel like we're kind of leading into that area. Yeah. And, and so um, anyway. Also, it, apparently this is becoming like a cult classic now. Like, Is it? The generation after us apparently is kind of like going back to it in their older age and being like, oh, this isn't such dog shit. I mean, I feel like we do that with a lot of movies from our childhood that were dog shit and it's like oh this is pretty good i don't know i feel like i liked those movies when they came out <laughs> like cable guy developed this cult following and i was like where were you guys in oh 2004? okay like i loved that movie when it oh, came out so you're saying movies they thought sucked before yeah they're going back and rediscovering them got it and, okay and enjoying them in their elder age got it okay i'm i'm going i thought you were meaning like they're going back Watching movies that they remembered liking in their youth and rewatching them now and kind of like rediscovering them. No. Okay. And <clears throat> I, I think this movie kind of falls in between. Like, I don't think this deserves cult classic status. I don't think this is like, I, you know, annual Halloween watch or anything like that. But I also don't think that it's as complete dog shit as it was initially kind of labeled. It's 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it's, it's not that bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely think this is one of those movies where it's uh, kind of like trendy to to kick it around. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, Haunted Mansion was dog shit. It was dog shit, dog shit movie. Bad movie. It's like, have you seen it? Well, I heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like you were saying, the story's kind of jumbled and convoluted. It doesn't really flow very well. But Eddie Murphy's the perfect person for this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it... it it, it's it's funny because this is kind of when he was doing like his like a lot of his he he migrated into his family man roles you yeah. know he started doing like the Nutty Professor and then he was doing um, uh, like Doctor Doolittle Pluto Nash <laughs> I don't think even he wants to remember that one <laughs> Meteor Man <laughs> Meteor Man wasn't that him No that wasn't him No. Um, but yeah, overall though, it's, this is, it, I remember being so excited when sure. this was coming out and watching it and it's like, this, this ain't it. Yeah. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't what I wanted. No, no, no. This is all wrong. And not like that. <laughs> but no, I definitely think that this has an audience, um, and it uh, 
while I feel like it wasn't as faithful to the ride as it should have been, it did have some some gentle nods, mm-hmm. uh, which I appreciate. Um, yeah, I guess that's kind of my thoughts. I, Why did they take the singing busts if they were so annoyed by them? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they took them or Madame Leota. Yeah, at the end of the movie, you know, when everything's all all happy-go-lucky, uh, fucking Ramsley's been carted off to hell, apparently. And By a fire dragon? Yeah. You know, I th- again, it, it had been so long since I've seen this movie, I didn't remember much about it. Um, and honestly, I mean, I'll, full disclosure, I remembered it being a lot worse than it was. Mm-hmm, me too. Um, so they're just like, I didn't, I didn't remember the elements about the story. I didn't remember how it ended, uh, all, all, you know, all these things. And there's one point where, um, where Jim is in the study and I don't remember exactly what he's doing in there, but he, he's kind of fucking around with stuff and he messes with this bust and it's a bust of Dante Alighieri who wrote the, Divine Comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really thought they were going to incorporate some elements of like, uh, you know, like this, the nine levels of hell or something like yeah. that. But they didn't. So I don't, I don't really know why there was a bust of Dante there. Um, but it, it was kind of a, his moving his head activated a secret door right. behind a bookcase. Classic mansion. Open the door and the door is opening. <laughs> Open the door. <laughs> Open the door by the secret doors. <laughs> the door is closing. Perfectly timed with what's the opening of the door. Closing slowly for dramatic effect. <laughs> um anyway. Uh but no, this is this is a good movie, I think, to watch with the family. Um you know, if you've got kids you're trying to introduce to horror, uh so probably good be a good like stepping stone. Yeah. Um, or if, you know, if you just got kids who are Disney fans, fans of the Haunted Mansion ride, this, I think this definitely will land better with children up to like the ages of like maybe 10, uh, better than it would with older kids, you know, especially if they're familiar with the ride and you have been there multiple times because it doesn't really have that nostalgia, uh, effect on it. Um, it's it, de- it definitely seems more like a leaning towards that side of like the Muppets Haunted Mansion where it's almost like Haunted Mansion in name only. <laughs> yeah. With obviously some some nods towards toward the ride. But anyway, um all in all I'll give it a five. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, going back to how I said it's not dog shit, but it's not, I don't know if it's worthy of this cult classic. I mean, that's obviously, you know, subjective, but so yeah, go right down the middle. Give it a five. There you go. All right. So talking about uh, going now to brand new movie, which I don't even know if it's still in theaters because it's not doing well. Uh, <laughs> it's it's just Haunted Mansion. I should warn you, before you step inside the house, this could change the course of your entire life. I'm not afraid of a couple ghosts. 
you say that now? This mansion is unhinged. <laughs> These ghosts definitely don't want to leave. Death lurks around every corner. Give us a break. There's so many bad people in the world. Haunt them. Amen. I do like surprises. Is anybody else seeing this? I hope you do, too. We're in a fight, whether we like it or not. Or else we're stuck here for eternity. If this comes down to an exorcism, we're in big trouble. house is dripping with souls but there's always room for one more He was tall. He had hair that was sticking out of a what it? top hat. Top, top hat. Yes. He had, yeah, nice. So a top hat. You would pull a rabbit out of it, probably. Uh, eyes. They were a bit uh, sunken eyes. Like a raccoon. Beady they, eyes. They sat back. Hmm. And he was smiling, like, hmm. yeah, like that. This kind of thing. Exactly. Is this the man who mugged you? Wow. Oh. You just did that oh. just now? it is not doing well no it is uh disney's lowest live action movie since the haunted mansion (laughs) yeah budget of 150 million i don't even know if that includes marketing that might just be the budget to make the movie box office 75.6 and I assume that's international at this point. Uh, yeah, probably. But so this one uh, is, this is not a sequel. This is not you know, a remake. This is a, a new version based on the ride. Uh, this one right off the bat, we know takes place in uh, New Orleans because we are introduced to Ben Mathias, uh, played by Lakeith Stanfield. And he is a tour guide. Um, and all the people in his tour are just like, they want to do a ghost tour. And he's just like, finally he like breaks down. He's just like, ghosts are not real. Well, he's missed the opening here where he, yeah, that's true. I, I think it's, it's important to, to, to mention that part. Okay. Well he, so he is a astrophysicist. And when we are first introduced to him, I guess we don't really know when it is, but it's, it's in the past a ways. And he is at a Yester, bar. Yesteryear. Or he, yeah. <laughs> He's at a bar and it's a New Year's Eve party, right? Yes. And he meets this woman named Alyssa, who is a ghost tour guide. And they hit it off. And he tells her that he is inventing this camera that can basically see, you know, beyond the veil. Even though he doesn't believe in ghosts but he believes that it can capture whatever entities or um, 
supernatural or whatever. Um, she then ends up dying in a car accident. And so he takes over her tours. But he doesn't want to do any of the ghost stuff. Yeah. He, he does it strictly just as a, you know, um, um, to honor her. Right. Yeah, he doesn't seem to need the money. But so then, uh, you know, cut back to quote unquote present day. We are introduced to Gabby and her son, Travis. Uh, Gabby is played by Rosario Dawson. They have just moved from New York to Louisiana and they have moved into the Gracie Manor. And uh, they, their plan is to turn it into kind of a and b like the show Ghosts. Oh, yeah. Have you? You've watched that, right? No. I, oh, I've watched a couple episodes. Oh. But. It's, it's literally the exact same thing. They move into a haunted house and want to turn it into a and b But immediately, supernatural shit starts kicking off. Uh, the night from the ride is like following Travis. He's literally standing right behind him. Travis dresses like he's from the, I don't know, 50s. He wears like a bow tie and suspenders. And- he, he, so does so Gabby. Like her hairstyles kind of yeah, matronly and, and, you know, even her inner, she's kind of like a, you know, like a, a, a blouse that looks very kind of out, not outdated, but well, like uh, so, outdated so last summer. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there, you know, at first Gabby's just kind of like, you know, oh, you know, you're imagining it, all this stuff. And then the night starts chasing him. So she's like, all right. We're getting the fuck out of here. That's <laughs> so funny. Or <laughs> it's like, you know, so many movies, you expect people to just be like, oh, no, and like run and hide in a bathroom or something. But it's like, nope. <laughs> and like, again, it's not, they don't make it into a racial thing, but it's like, it's kind of been like this longstanding joke where it's like, it's always white people that always want to <laughs> like, you know, put their foot down and establish their dominance in a haunted house. And black people are just like, nope, we're getting out of here. (laughs) (laughs) But so we see Ben again. He's in this, you know, shitty little apartment. And he is visited by Father Kent, who's all like, oh, wow. Wow. Oh, it's a beautiful home. Wow. (laughs) He he comes in with this cat. And um, Ben is like, what's with the cat? He's like, this isn't yours. (laughs) (laughs) But so Father Kent tells he talks to him about Gracie Manor, says, you know, he was approached by Gabby and Travis and, you know, they want they keep saying an exorcism. And I'm like, nope, the exorcism is for possessions. There's no possessions going on here. What you need is a cleansing, not an exorcism. But I digress. Fucking nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Just, you know, say the right thing. That's all I'm saying. Just, you know, be accurate with your terminology. But Father Kent knows about Ben's camera. And so he wants him to come and help him exercise the demons. <laughs> Got a ghost camera? Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, so they go to the house and Gabby warns Ben. She says, you know, if, if you cross this threshold, like there's no going back. Your entire life is going to change. And he's like, okay, no problem. Whatever. And when he gets there, he realizes that the battery in his camera is dead. 
And so they're like walking around showing him all these places where it's like, you know, here's some of the most active spots. And he's like, all right, yeah. <laughs> and nobody's saying anything. <laughs> it's like, what's happening here? It's like, you're not convincing. <laughs> like at one point he's even like, like an old school flashbulb. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so he eventually just says, you know, overactive imagination, maybe some shadows, you know, big house like this, these kind of things, you know, maybe the house is shifting or you're hearing noises. He's just, I wouldn't worry about it. Leaves that night. He is haunted by the ghost of an old mariner, this old sea captain. Who just like floods his house with ghost ocean? Yeah, it's like like torrential waves and shit. Yeah, like he opens the door to his bedroom and there's just the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps changing his TV to fucking deadliest catch. <laughs> deadliest catch. <laughs> and uh, it says like return or something like that. Something along those, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he goes back to the mansion. And he's just like, okay, something's, something's up. Like, I believe you now. And then, yeah, they tell him, like, yeah, you, you can't leave the house. We've tried. But they follow. Like, I think Gabby says, you know, we've we tried going, stay in hotels. We tried leaving the state, but it keeps bringing us back here. Yeah. So the, the hunting's kept getting stronger. And that's <laughs> what uh, uh, Father Kent. Kent walks in. He's staying there too. Yeah, because he had the same thing. He was also haunted. So he brought him in there knowing what would happen. Yeah. <laughs> He's so mad. But so uh they go and they find Harriet, who is a psych- Harriet. Whoa man. <laughs> uh she is a psychic played by Tony's favorite actress of all time, oh, Tiffany Haddish. I will say, she did not annoy me in this movie. Really? She really? She yeah. kind of annoyed me. <laughs> really? That's so weird. Um, I, I guess it was just because she was not like she's part of an ensemble. She wasn't like yeah, you know, like the main star. So it was just like diluted. <laughs> it was. It's interesting because like she kind of looks like uh, Miss Cleo in her outfit. She totally and did. everything. <laughs> but hair piled high up on top. Yeah. But there's not any, like, you know, hoodoo or, like, you know, a lot of, like, pomp and circumstance to her her psychicness. It's just kind of straightforward. Like that chick that was always on Montel Williams. <laughs> okay. Sylvia Brown. That was her name. Um, I never watched Montel. I was more of a fucking... You were more of a Maury guy? Maury and Jenny Jones and Ricky Lake. Sally Jesse. I never watched Sally Jesse. She was my dad was really into Montel. My mom was really into Donahue. Donahue, God. <laughs> what about Geraldo? Neither of them watched Geraldo, as far as I know. Good. Yeah, fuck Geraldo. <laughs> Fucking nutcase. Um, and and they also they talk to this historian who like knows all about haunted mansions, <laughs> specifically this one because this is his his white whale. Yeah, uh, Professor Bruce Davis. Played by Danny DeVito. Frank Reynolds. Frank Reynolds, who inexplicably wears a clear raincoat and rain hat all the time. 
indoors at Benihana. Yeah, at Benihana. <laughs> at, at first, I thought it was just because he didn't want to get any like food on him. That's what I thought too. <laughs> but then he's like, wearing later. wearing it throughout the rest of the movie. <laughs> and also, it was because this may be just because I burned through Always Sunny, like the entire catalog. Or no, nothing. Well, no, the entire catalog. Yeah, I watched the show two and a half times. Uh, when, it, when we were getting ready for trivia, yeah, that like that's just ingrained in my brain now. Like that is Danny DeVito, <laughs> and so watching him not play Frank Reynolds was so weird. Yeah, but just like every time he was on screen, I would laugh. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> just like look at Danny DeVito. He's awesome. <laughs> um. Yeah, so they they steal the blueprints from this Professor Frank Reynolds, and they find that there's a hidden seance room. And so they go in the seance room, and that's how they conjure up uh, Madame Leota, who is played by Jamie Lee Curtis in this one. Who I mean, she's she does great. Don't get me wrong. Um, like I said, I just I I liked the way that Jennifer Tilly did it. I I liked so Jennifer Tilly. She started out playing Madame Leota very similar to the Madame Leona and the ride. Right. Uh, you know, chanting and, and this and that. Uh, but then she kind of... Kind of became the comic relief. Yeah. And I didn't really like that. Or I wouldn't say I didn't like it. I just preferred that Jamie Lee Curtis played Madame Leota so straight. Yeah. That Madame Leota was this very, you know, well, I don't all about yeah. business medium. Yeah, like I don't think Jennifer Tilly's version would have worked in this movie. Oh, no. None of the characters, none of the characters in either movie would have worked in the other movie. Yeah, <laughs> except for probably Danny DeVito. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, I don't want to get too into the weeds, but there are some important points still. Um, they find out that the house, you know, obviously is possessed by these nine hundred ninety nine ghosts. Uh, who were trapped there by this uh, this guy named Alistair Crump, who, which is a reference to Raleigh Crump, the Imagineer who designed the Haunted Mansion. Did not know that. Very nice little homage there. Because I don't think he had a name previously. Previously? Yeah. Because uh, he's the Hatbox Ghost. Right. And that's how they, that's how they know him until they identify who he is. In the movie. Yeah. They just, like, he, because he, he's... So they see him before they know who he is. He's stalking everybody, yeah. just Specifically Ben, more so than anyone right. else. Uh, and then, <laughs> you've probably seen it in the commercials. Uh, he and Danny DeVito go to a sketch artist. Like a oh, yeah, ben, sketch ben and Danny DeVito, yeah. And they, um, Played by Hassan Minaj. Right. They go in, and they just, they're describing the Hatbox Ghost, and, like... He flips it around. And it's you know perfect drawing of the hat box ghost. And he's like, and one part that they don't show in the trailer is Danny DeVito says, "Okay, this guy's skeletal, but what what would he look like with skin?" And that's where they use you know computer composites and stuff, and they discover who he actually is. Right. So they're like, he looks just like Jared Leto. Right. <laughs> yeah, hat box ghost is Jer- voiced by Jared Leto and. Very briefly played by Jared Leto. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I don't either. I don't know why Jared Leto is in any movie, but I don't know why they bothered putting him in this. 
Yeah, and like if I had seen this, I had no idea who was playing the Hatbox Ghost. Never would have guessed. Yeah, Leto. they modulated the shit out of his voice. Yeah. So there's no way we would have recognized him. Uh, Not that he like he has a rec- recognizable voice. See, if they would have cast like Danny DeVito to play the Hatbox Ghost, I would have known who that was. Could you imagine? <laughs> But so basically they have to do this ceremony um, to cast out Crump's ghost. And one nice little homage. I don't you may not have noticed this because if, if you don't know, but they go to Crump Manor and Crump Manor is looks exactly like uh, Orlando's haunted mansion. Sorry, say that again. When they go to Crump Manor. Crump Manor looks exactly like the Orlando's version of the Haunted Mansion. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I so did they, not know that. They managed to incorporate both of them. Nice. Which was a nice touch, yeah. Yeah, they're like little elements of the ride that's that are tacked in here, and they're not overt, but it's like if you know that they're there, then it's it's kind of cool. Yeah. Like the part where they um they're at Crump's mansion or manor and the chains that are connected by the little yeah, bats. Yeah, the little bats, yeah. I pointed that out to Lynn. She was like, oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. And um, it just, just like a lot of little stuff like that. Yeah, there's a part where they're doing the ceremony, and um, all of a sudden, Tiffany Haddish's chair kind of like t- tilts up on its back legs and takes off. And all of a sudden, you realize it's a doom buggy. Yeah, it's it's got it's one of those big... Uh, God, they've got a name. <sighs> It's like the the kind of chair that like Morticia Adams would sit in right. in the original show. I want to call it like a basket chair. I have no idea what it's called, so I don't know. Okay, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, it's a big dome back, just like a like a doom buggy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but I didn't even notice until it started moving, and I was like, oh, it looks just like a doom buggy. Yeah, no, I, I didn't notice at first either. And also, um, which I, this is another one I think is only in Orlando. Uh, Lakeith Sta- uh, Stanfield is sitting in what it's called the Donald Duck chair. And if, if you see the design of it, once you hear it called the Donald Duck chair, once you look at the back of the chair, you're like, oh, yeah, it looks like Donald Duck's face. What is it? It's it's just a chair that's in the Haunted Mansion in Orlando. Oh, okay. Which apparently it's being replaced by the Hatbox Ghost. Oh. Because they're finally installing it in Orlando. Oh, Orlando's have a Hatbox mm-hmm. Ghost? Oh. See, that was something that I felt like the the, the Eddie Murphy one was was unfortunately missing and it's it's because the hatbox ghost was not in the haunted mansion at the time yeah the the 2003 one really lacked like a strong antagonist like you had ramsley who was the main antagonist but it was so just kind of like splintered and stuff that it wasn't he wasn't like the big bad he didn't feel like a super villain you know yeah. like, like hatbox ghost does in this one mm-hmm. and that that may be a just a sign of the times that we've gotten so like let's you know uh, superhero movies superhero movies have always got the big bad mm-hmm. and that's kind of like the formula maybe that just wasn't the case back then I don't, I don't know maybe yeah. it wasn't as necessary maybe but I either way it was definitely better suited. Or it, 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 it made for a more coherent story. Yeah. Um. 
yeah, I got that's really all I want to. I don't want to get too far into the weeds and start giving away stuff. So, okay. um, I I know there were more ride homages, and I'm having trouble placing them. Yeah, I'm sure you could probably find like trivia or something somewhere. Yeah, um, but there there was there was a lot of them. Um, the Hitchhiking Ghosts were in both movies, of course. Um, and yeah, like we mentioned at the beginning, the facade of the of the mansion was. Was the haunted mansion at Disneyland? Yeah. Um, it, when he goes through the graveyard, there's actually a couple recognizable ghosts in there. Like you see, like the groundskeeper and the dog ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, the bride is is in this one. She was not in the original, right? It's kind of hinted like she might have been, might have been Elizabeth. Yeah, right? yeah. But in this one, you actually like see her as a ghost, right? And like Elizabeth was not a villain, whereas the 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 bride in the haunted mansion is. Vill- villainous <laughs> yeah um but uh i mean the, the dancing ghosts uh they've got the one ghost swinging from the chandelier oh, Pickwick. yeah um and you know something that this movie actually utilized that the other one didn't is that there are 999 ghosts mm-hmm. and the they other- need one more yeah yeah and that that was what i really liked is like that's a that's the thing. Haunted Mansion, they always say there's ninety nine, nine hundred ninety nine happy haunts, mm-hmm. and there's always room for one more. Right. It's just it's just something they say. This movie made that into something, mm-hmm. whereas the other one didn't. Like the, it was just it was just out there. It's, it's an like arbitrary number. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, the old movie. Um. There were. Four ghosts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there are ghosts there been, that, are, yeah. that are around. I mean, we see them in passing. But there are actual, like, you, you get the element that this mansion is filled with ghosts. The spirits just end to end in this in this mansion. Yeah. And you get, like, kind of somewhat of a backstory on not all of them, but, like, a, a reason, like, why so many of them are there. Why there are 999 ghosts in the house. Right. And what will happen if it gets that one more? Right. And I too, I like too that the, the hauntings go with them because that was you know at the end of the ride you get the mirrors with the, you get the ghost in between your yeah. you and your partner or you and your doom buggy yeah cohort and so it, it was like you know you're like you're taking a ghost home with you exactly and so they incorporated that into the movie um and uh, yeah I felt like this movie like it. The old, the, the 2003 one, it made a movie with elements of the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. This one made a Haunted Mansion into a movie. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, and I, I really, I really like that. I really like the, the inventiveness that they use of already established elements. Even though, you know, the, the Haunted Mansion, it has somewhat of a backstory it's not like explicitly listed. Like you, you can't like walk up to the front of the the haunted mansion and see just like a history of the manor. Right. You know, you, you look it up online. It's been established. There's a history, you know, a fictional history attached to the mansion. It's out there. Um. Shit, where was I going with that? <laughs> I got two in the. Did weeds. They use that lore for the movie. Yes, thank you. Yes, they they use the lore that already exists in the movie rather than 
fabricating something else with right. with elements of it. Um, yeah, because this movie you like like you said uses the lore, whereas the original one used parts of the ride to to make it a haunted mansion movie instead of using the story of the haunted mansion. Right, and this is that's why this one landed so much better for me because I love I, the haunted. I really liked this. I I. I can't fathom the reason why so many people hate this. Yeah, I, I I had not low expectations, but not very high expectations, and I really enjoyed this. Me too. I I'll probably when this comes out on uh, Blu-ray, I'll probably buy it. That's a sign that I like the movie. If I'm willing to go out and buy like the physical copy of it, mm-hmm. that means I liked it. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't I don't do do that often. My only thing is like. I know there's been, maybe it was, I think it was before it came out, so I don't know if the box office is going to change this, but uh, I know there was talks of a sequel. I know Justin Simeon has said he has ideas for a sequel. I don't know how. I don't want to give away the end too much, but I don't know how you make a sequel to this. I don't know. I mean, if he's got an idea in pocket, then good for him, but... Um, I do think this will find an audience on Disney+. Plus. I, I really hope so, because this is definitely, it almost felt like it was, almost felt like a passion project. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I don't know if Simeon felt that way or if it was just a job for him, but it really felt like this was somebody who, like, knows the ride and was able to create a story based around this lore that was already established. Um, and, you know, credit where it's due to Katie Dippold, the writer. I know we had our uh, our reservations about someone who worked with Melissa McCarthy so much. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, she was on Parks and Rec and stuff, so it's like... Also great cameos by Winona Ryder and Daniel Levy. Oh, right. I forgot Dan Levy was in it. Yeah. <laughs> For like 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Why they were in it, I don't know. Uh, apparently, uh, I don't know if this is true. But something I was reading that Justin Simeon said that uh, they basically kidnapped uh, Winona Ryder <laughs> to to because um, she said like said that they were they picked her up and she was thinking she was going to the Beetlejuice two set, but they took her <laughs> to, to this one and started her, her for a day or I I guess yeah. Um, so whether or not that's true, I I, I don't know, but. Uh, that's what I read. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with this. In uh, this, uh, uh, you know, talk about the story being basically wrapped around the, the 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 history, the mythos that was already established by the haunted mansion ride. Something I mentioned in the the uh, the 2003 movie it had no weight to it. This one had some weight. Mm-hmm. You know, you have this tragic character of Ben, who's a widower, who, you know, does not believe, he, he's basically the odd man out in that he's in this group of people who believe in ghosts, who have seen ghosts, and he, we've come to find out, uh, this tiny bit of a spoiler, I guess, we come to find out that he never, he created this camera uh, to find 
his uh, Alyssa, his his wife. To, he, this camera we talked about, where he, he he's trying to is designed is a lens that was supposed to go on like satellites to find dark matter, but he basically retooled it to try and find um, the afterlife, you know, spirits. And he said that even he completed it, it works exactly how it's supposed to, and he couldn't find anything. And so he's this non-believer. Even even though he's still seeing things in front of his eyes, he's still skeptical. And so he's just this very tragic character, and that plays into the story. And it, it again, it adds some weight and some depth mm-hmm. to not only his character, but the story as a whole. And that's something that I think the other movie was very, very strongly missing. Yeah. They, I mean, they had the whole Elizabeth Gracie thing. It just didn't really add a lot to the, to the depth of the story. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, this did. Yeah. Um, I'm really starting to enjoy Lakeith Stanfield as an actor. I was so indifferent, not the right word. It was so. He's my favorite part of Atlanta. I have still not watched Atlanta. I, I like him and I think he's a good actor. I think it's the way he emotes that throws me off. It's very kind of understated. It's it's all up here. Mm. He emotes up here. His mouth, his like his whole bottom half of his face, I feel like does not emote at all. <laughs> Interesting. It's so weird. Like there's a part where he, I, I can't remember what the scene was, but he's getting emotional. He's he's thinking about his wife, and you know, he starts crying. Probably when he was talking about how she died. Could be. Uh, and you know it. it He's 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 acting he's acting really well and it's like it's, it's heartbreaking and he's you know he's he's producing tears which is a sign of a of a, of a good actor can cry on command, um, and his whole his his face above his nose is reacting and his body language is reacting but his mouth does not look sad at all. <laughs> Thinking back on it, I can see what you mean. Like there's no like lip quiver or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. And so it was just I don't know that was throwing me off. It's the same way in Get Out too. Yeah, yeah. And I just it, the way he moves his face in his mouth, I guess. That but. scene is so good because just the way that Danny DeVito breaks the ice, it's so funny. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to give it away because it's so it's so good. You'll have to remind me because honestly, I forgot. Okay. We saw this movie what two weeks ago? Because <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we were obviously like this episode's late. Yeah, and we were planning to review this a week ago. A week ago, and it would have been fresh in our minds at that point. But uh... all right. I have one last thing. I think we would be remiss if we did not mention the blatant product placement in this movie. <laughs> At multiple times. Like there's a time where they're in they're in the car and Danny DeVito is just like talking about I don't remember if it was McDonald's or Burger King or something, but he's going off about the Burger King fries. And then like there's a scene when they're doing the seance and Tiffany Haddish is like, here, use this pad and paper that I bought from CVS. <laughs> Like there are multiple times where they just blatantly just blurt out brand names. I just I the, I remember the I don't remember the Burger King part, but I remember the CVS part. And I just kind of <laughs> I just kind of chuckled That's at that. Is, but it's it's funny, but it's also so blatant. And like Lynn leans over to me and she goes, "Disney doesn't have enough money." Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you can fit it in somewhere, you might as well. I mean, you know, goes back to that AEW story we did earlier about vertical integration. <laughs> <laughs> fucking corporate terminology. <laughs> <clears throat> um, 
but yeah i i liked this a lot um i enjoyed it and if it's still in theaters i, I suggest people go see it absolutely if not then like i said it's it's supposed to be out on, on disney plus in october i hope it finds an audience because i think this um was really well done and i think it, it deserves a shot at a, at a franchise you know a la pirates of the caribbean pirates of the caribbean is so much easier to do because you don't have like the you know things in the haunted mansion are so specific and they're so you know blatantly haunted mansion they're so recognizable as haunted mansion you can just make a pirate movie about anything and call it Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I mean, it's basically what they did. Yeah, exactly. Aside from like little nods to things that were in the ride, the, the movies had nothing to do with it. Yeah, it's not like there was like a specific pirate in in the ride. You know, there's like the three guys who with the key and the dog is like the scene most recognizable and that was in the movie. Right. Other than that, you just do whatever you want. But Haunted Mansion is so specific that it's hard to really kind of nail down and especially if you want to do a franchise, like I said, I don't know where they go from here if they want to do a, a second one. But I will say, especially especially in Disney's Disney's case, if there's a will, there's a way. Oh sure, <laughs> they will find something. Whether or not it'll be good, who knows? But, yeah. Um. Yeah. This, well, Simeon has a very short resume. Did you know that? I know he did Dear White People. Did Dear Dear White People and Bad Hair. Didn't he do, um, was that other one that Lakeith Stanfield was in? I don't know. I guess not. So He's done a lot of short films. Huh. What? Well, good for him. Good for him. Uh, doing a flash dance reboot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of good reviews of this, so I thought maybe it was just like, oh, people aren't seeing it, but the people who are, are enjoying it. Uh, but it's only 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's crazy. With an average rating of 5.2. I don't, I, you know, I think there's this, like this, this hate Disney thing going around. Yeah, there absolutely is. Uh, I mean, a lot of it's driven by the whole fucking Disney World Ron DeSantis thing. Yeah. Uh, where people just go into Rotten Tomatoes and bitch about anything Disney just because they can. And then there's just people that are just like, oh, you know, the people who, who love to bitch about like Marvel movies. It's like, oh, this one sucks. This isn't anywhere as good as the old Marvel movies, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's a fucking superhero movie, guys. Yeah. It's like, based on cartoon characters. Right. Um. It does have 84% uh, fan score on Rotten Tomatoes. There you go. So. Okay. And this, the fan score is always way better example. I think it depends on the movie. But for like a movie like that, like it, most things Disney probably, anything goofy or silly, it's better to go off the fan score because the um, the uh, critics have their head up their own ass. Yeah. If you're not watching something that's like douchey and high art, you're probably not going to get a good review. Exactly. Uh, as for our rating, um, uh, I'll give it an eight. I think I will. Yeah. I, well, okay. I'll, I'll give it an eight. I was considering a nine, but mm, maybe not. <laughs> anyway. 
yeah, like Taylor said, highly recommend you guys watch this. Uh, if you can see it in theater, please do. I mean, I feel weird saying that. It's like, oh yeah, go see a go <laughs> see the movie. Fifty million dollar Disney movie, right? Uh, yeah, go see this movie that this fucking conglomerate put out. But it's it's it is a good movie, if nothing else. And it's, I mean, it's just really getting overshadowed by Barbie and Oppenheimer. It yeah, it really did. And I have no opinions on either of those movies. I'm not saying anything bad about those movies. I haven't seen either one, so mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just stating a fact. Yeah, I'm sure they're both fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I know Lynn went and saw Barbie. She loved it. So. Um, and I mean, you know, Oppenheimer's Chris Nolan, so he, he usually makes good movies. Usually. He's got a pretty good reputation. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay. Well, that's going to do it, guys. Thank you for coming to our swinging wake. It's like the thing. Like, like the song. Yeah. I like... Which I think every song, at least in the new one, was, was Gringam Ghost at a different, like, different tone, different uh, pace. Yeah. Well, they played, like, like the dirge version, they they play that almost throughout the entire movie. The dirge version, <laughs> the dirge, <laughs> but uh, like the the old like the organ or like the intro part. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they played that throughout the entire movie, just over and over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the old one did a few times. A few times. Yeah, it wasn't as obvious. It was mm-hmm. a little more muted. Um. But uh, I, I wasn't bothered by it. I liked the ending. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I won't I won't go into the ending, but it's it's fairly lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the very end, it just it's it's kind it's of so, that was so cute. It's just cute. Ah, so cute. Yeah, like there's they have a, a, a spirited wake. Yeah. It's not actually awake, but right. This nope. <laughs> Never mind. Just go see it. Go see it, and you'll see it for yourself. Yeah, if you don't see it in the theater, or if you can't see it in the theater, uh, then definitely check it out on Disney Plus because I I really think it'll be worth your time. It's if you've got two people who are diehard Haunted Mansion fans who were grievously disappointed when we found out uh del toro wasn't making a haunted mansion movie anymore and this is what replaced it if we're telling you that it is a good movie and you should see it i think that you should take our advice i mean yeah <laughs> well. okay also let's just put this out there stop doing the the nightmare before christmas uh changeover before halloween just just stop it or stop it altogether. That's sure. But if you're going to do it, do it for Christmas. Yeah. I feel like it adds nothing to the ride. <laughs> if it takes away from the ride, in fact. You can't have your one spooky, creepy ride not be spooky or creepy for Halloween. Yeah. Because there's nothing spooky or creepy. Well, maybe creepy, but nothing spooky about Nightmare Before Christmas. Like It would be one thing if they like did a Halloween town theme. Sure. But that's not what it is. It is a Christmas theme. Yeah. So don't do it for Halloween. Do it for Christmas if you're going to do it. Yeah. I mean, like, I know I'm not the only one out there that will die on the hill saying that Nightmare Before Christmas is not a Halloween movie. I'm not the only one out there. Taylor is of a different frame of mind. 
No, I don't give a shit. Oh, well, whatever. I don't have a strong opinion either way. Oh. It's just logic. It's pure logic, guys. Anyway, but it, it the fact that Christmas has nothing to do with Halloween. So, right. like Taylor said, don't do it. <laughs> like, I have to assume that the time between, uh, let's say, Halloween through Thanksgiving is probably a slow time. I have to imagine. You would think. That's plenty of time. To shut down the Haunted Mansion for however long, however long it takes them to do the switchover, uh, and, you know, do the Christmas thing if you must. Yeah. But it's like, they do it in the middle of, no, not middle, but they do it in summer. They shut down the Haunted Mansion in summer. Yeah, we're we're going the second week of September, and it will have already changed over. Yeah. Asinine. Let's start a petition. We're going to go to change over. There's got to be one. Oh, Definitely. We'll start another one. <laughs> just start so many petitions. We'll start all the petitions. Just, we'll just bury them in paperwork. I'm going to do like in, uh, was it um, Black Sheep? And get like dead people to sign the petition. There you go. <laughs> anyway. Okay, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Hope you liked listening. Hope so. <laughs> I just hope you think, didn't think it sucked. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week. Yeah. Um, with two movies, do I see both of them in the theater? No. Okay, good. As far as I, as far as I know, I don't, I, I haven't seen anything official, but I saw releasing in theaters and VOD is what it was what I saw. I hope so. Cause I really don't have time for that. No, I don't either. So they, <laughs> it, I mean, I already have a backup if that's the case. So. Okay. Um, Well, what are we going to be watching? <laughs> uh, we're we're going to be two, doing two movies featuring horror on the high seas. That's what we're calling it. Horror. Horror on the high seas. <laughs> we're going to be talking about the vo- the last voyage of the Demeter and uh, Haunting of the Queen Mary. Tobias's Queen Mary. Haunting of Tobias's Queen Mary. Which is a weird title. It's not The Haunting of the Queen Mary. Haunting of the Queen Mary. It was just called the Queen Mary. Then they changed it. Then I think they changed it back. And then I think they changed it back again. That's unnecessary. At least from what I've seen on IMDb. It kept going back and forth for a while. (laughs) Maybe it's not the haunting because it's just an ongoing haunting. Mm, Yes. There's many hauntings. Yes. All the way to Shacktoberfest. (laughs) (laughs) Are they doing that this year? I think so. It's too bad we won't be there because we could check it out. Yeah. Report back for science. <laughs> yeah. Just write it off. <laughs> like, they write it off. Who? They. they. The people who write it <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. Um, so uh, catch us then. Hope you enjoy this in the meantime. Uh and until we meet again, Taylor, where can people find us? They can find us at graveplotpodcast.com. That's your central hub for everything. Uh, you can follow us on social media. We're everywhere as Grave Plot Podcast, except Twitter. I'm calling it Twitter as Grave underscore plot. Uh, and patreon.com slash Grave Plot Podcast. If you want some uh, some exclusive content, join us every week or every episode. God, no, not every week. Uh, live for Horror Business. And get your name in the show and other other things. 
Um, also, greatplatfilmfest.com. Great Fest is now accepting submissions for our 2024 event, which is going to take place February 3rd uh, at Our Clutch Cinemas in Seattle. Yep. Okay, guys. Well, until we meet again. This has been the Grave Flat Podcast, where we're all... Or, sorry. Again, so fucking rusty. Well, you were right. You were on the right track. But we didn't say, like, to do our sign-offs. Oh. Until we meet again, I'm Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. And this has been the Grave Flat Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. Hurry back. You did the thing. I was going to do it. Ah, uh, we just do it. You get it. <laughs> Sweet.